for breaking news on Louder with Crowder. I'm Perry Matheson. We have received confirmation that the main figurehead behind this week's controversial and landmark DNC leaks has been figured, and we have been granted an exclusive interview. Mr. And I am now receiving confirmation that he is dead. Well, sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I guess we'll never know what happened with the DNC leaks. We'll keep you abreast as this story unfolds. For Louder with Crowder, I'm Parry Matheson. Hey, Crowderheads, if you're listening to this on iTunes or SoundCloud or maybe on the YouTube live stream, because that's a thing now, you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. That's actually the bulk of what me and my glorious team, not Gay Jarrett notwithstanding, do on a daily basis, anywhere from four to ten articles a day with commentary, videos, GIFs, images, and it's all free. So if you want to be up to date on the news and entertained, just add louderwithcrowder.com to your RSS feed. Go check it every day. It's free. You get to support the site. And then, you know, maybe we'll give you some free stuff. I don't know. Maybe free college. What are they promising? Free college? Healthcare? I don't know. They're promising. We'll, we'll give you that. Just, just bookmark it and we'll give it to you. That's a promise. You found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Not a big home improvement market in Detroit. <laughs> we are definitely going to get letters. You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. Getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to sound. Glad to be with you. That's the sound of the weekend. I am your host, Stephen Crowder, louderwithcrowder.com. Producing with me in video studio, as always, is Jared, who is not gay. Follow him on Twitter at NotGayJared. I've fulfilled my legal obligations. Draw your own conclusions. We're good. We're good. Do you, do you, every time you hear the intro, do you hear that little, like, down? Because before? of the cultural appropriation? Yeah, I, in my head, it happens every time. I'm like, oh, crap, I screwed it up. No, I don't, but way to derail this show right I, off the bat to was, something entirely unrelated. That was my goal. That couldn't be less interesting to the listener. John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm, you got any shower, before. shower curtain rings to sell? Um, big show. Big show. Really big, unbelievable show. We have Dean Kane, Superman, calling in in the second hour. First hour, we have Star- You could have ended there. You could have stopped you there. You could have stopped there. People would just want to tune in for Dean Kane. The, the man is gorgeous. I mean, he's on, he's on your gay cross-off list. Where yeah, it's like, like yeah, if you went for him, it's, it's okay? It's okay. Yeah. Like, he's on sure. there at one point. Dave Rubin, maybe? No, because, well, if he were straight... I think it's but an, a skin, I think just it's so an good. act. It's I so think nice. it's an act. I think it's with Dave Rubin. Uh, us. You're gay than Dave Rubin. But uh, we have Sargon of Akkad in the first hour. Uh, brilliant. Our resident uh, liberal atheist. We have liberal lunacy afterwards. A resident uh, cripple. And we have Jean-Guy Tremblay, who's going to actually, this is the first time live reporting down from the DNC, a big Bernie supporter. And uh, we, have a, we have a bunch going on here tonight. This has been a crazy week. So it's, it's, it's one of those things, right? You get to the end of the week. So much has happened at the beginning of the week. You had Normandy. And then it's sort of been drowned out by the DNC. So I have been choking back human vomit uh, all week with the DNC, as I'm sure many of you have. 
And it, it is just, it, it, it exemplifies everything that is wrong. For people who are listening, we have a lot of listeners who aren't really conservative. I get that. I hope if you ever had any doubts before, a lot of them are on the fence. Like, well, I still consider myself a liberal, but I'm anti-social justice warrior progressive left. Have you tuned into the DNC? <laughs> There's no place for you. It couldn't be more of a pandering parade. And both sides do it. I get it. I get it. You know, in the, on the, at the RNC, there's a lot of, I like mustard on my fries and trucks. And people are like, well, he said truck. I like trucks. <laughs> I get it. But the DNC is just taking it to a whole new level. Uh, talk about reopening old wounds to with the DNC. Uh, people have gotten to just surface sort of rants on the DNC, whether you're in AM radio or cable news. Or stuff. These people are saying nothing. No, they're saying a whole lot. And, and that's what's so important. I, I, I'm constantly frustrated, and that's why we've created this show with the lack of subtext coming from the right. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. So we're going to just rattle this off in the first segment, hopefully to help you understand it better. Let's start with Michelle Obama, something nobody else talked about that I've heard. I, I can't believe it. Roll that clip. That is the story of this country, the story that has brought me to this stage tonight the story of generations of people who felt the lash of bondage, the shame of servitude, the sting of segregation, but who kept on striving and hoping and doing what needed to be done so that today I wake up every morning in a house that was built by slaves. And, clapping and, for and I watch my daughters Two beautiful, intelligent black young women playing with their dogs on the White House lawn. Okay. All right. Now, here's the deal. Bill O'Reilly's a dumbass, and Bill O'Reilly came in, oh, slaves were well-fed, and you're, you're a moron. You picked this stupid argument, and this is why a show like this is necessary. Am I the only one who noticed that right in the middle? She was talking like Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, she's possessed by the demonic spirit of Jesse Jackson, <laughs> and then Michelle Obama... Uh, uh, so that I am today in a house built by slaves with two really pretty young black women. It's like Hillary Clinton with the hot sauce. Uh, it just goes to show you, you can't go up and... And she went on to, to, to... People try to say it was positive how far we've come. No, it's not. It wasn't positive. It went on to say this is how far we've come, but we need to break through the new glass ceiling with the woman. That's what it really was. Every single... that was Glass ceiling, women! Arr, 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 arr like trains like the retarded seal in Finding Dory, okay, that they kick off the rock. Oh, poor Gerald. Was that his name? Gerald. Yeah, poor guy. Oh, built this this house built by slavery. It's just so fake and phony. And you know what that tells you? There's a certain level of blackness that's required to be at the DNC. They're the ones who require perpetuating a stereotype because these people are answering to a market. So you've got that, let's pander to, let's reopen the wounds because that's where we thrive. Slavery, bring it up. Okay, let's, let, let's ignore the fact that a black man was elected by the majority of the country, has been there for eight years, slavery. But we made some progress, but now we need a woman. All right, okay. Uh, speaking of which, what, what, was the, uh, what was the next? Oh, okay, here's another one. Cheers. Cheers for something. See if you can... I, I know people are going to say I'm an ass. <laughs> it's not lost on me. But let's see if you can spot what might be wrong with the cheers here. Bring up the, uh, you know who. I know, but I don't feel brave every day. On most days, I'm scared. I'm scared that at any moment, my mom and my dad will be forced to leave. Pause, and pause, pause. Just pause real quick. Can we pause and then continue from there? Uh, probably. 
Why would they be forced to leave? Oh, oh, you mean your parents are criminals, sweetheart? Is that what you mean to say? And I was going, oh, no, her parents could be forced to leave. Well, well, hold on. What about the other kids who didn't get a chance to be put on there with, with hey, listen, listen, we, we need you to turn up the Latino accent here, okay? We really need to, we need to buy these votes. You saw the DNC leaks. They turned it up saying, my parents are going to be forced to leave, okay? Do a little mariachi number if you can. When you go out there, please, sweetheart. We need to buy these votes. So they, they send her out there. Why would they be? What about the kids whose parents came here legally who didn't get a pandering platform? What, what about those kids? What about those kids whose parents came from, from Poland or French Canada who learned the language, who went through the process? They're not afraid of their parents being forced to leave because they came here legally. So which brings us to the next point, this, this girl's ambition. I'm scared. I'm scared that Can you fast forward that a little bit? Are you not able to fast forward? To leave. All right. And I wonder, what if I come home and find it empty? That's not how I it works. See my parents. They find it empty. Do, it's I want my parents to see me do science experiments and help me find my rare rocks in the desert. I want to grow up to be a lawyer so I can help other families like us. Ah, and there's the cheer. They're cheering crime. What do you mean, help other families? Oh, help other families whose parents are here illegally. You're not being compassionate. Of, of course I'm compassionate. That girl doesn't understand it. That girl doesn't understand that her parents broke the law. I get that. She also doesn't understand that she's being used as a political tool by the DNC. Bring out, bring out the black president's wife. Bring out the little Latino girl. Who else? To, bring out the transgender. And then it just keeps going on down the list. Let's 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 just see how every single box had to be checked. The next, uh, what do we have? The next? Oh yeah. Well, this one. This and is just they they trotted out the people with disabilities. We'll talk about that with liberal with lunacy. All right, bring on the next one. Bring on the next I one. I wish yeah. everyone could get to yeah. know Hillary's heart like I have. She Stop always it. looks out for the little guy. No pun intended. Okay, first of all, that's just painful. <laughs> I feel bad that they, if his handlers sent him out without a better joke. So we go, okay, slavery, glass ceiling, illegal immigrants, transgenders with all gender bathrooms. As Nick DiPaolo said, they're just going to let them drop a deuce right there on the stage. Uh, what do we got else do we got? We got cripples. Uh, let's, talk, let's bring out the little guy. And don't we have Chelsea Clinton? Yeah, yeah she was. It, it, you know how exhausting it must be to speak? To every young woman and, yes, every young man. Um, every person who may not know their gender yet or oh my god stop it stop it stop it I can't take any more of that talking rake listen I know it's mean yeah it's mean this is just an insult to everybody's intelligence it was one big pandering parade to check the boxes it couldn't be more clear that it's identity politics and they were all sent out why why the little person well because the little person you all need to vote Democrat because you need to you, you need to free health care for whatever it is little people need to the, 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 the handicapped people in the wheelchair you need stools you need stools I don't know what <laughs> little bricks stop it stop phone, it phone books are hard to come stop by, it Send her out in a wheelchair because she needs government-funded wheelchairs. Uh, glass, you know, send out the transgender because just like in San Francisco, you need the government, you need the taxpayer to pay for your 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 uh, gender reassignment surgery. Despite the fact that most transgenders don't go through with it, send out the illegal immigrants. Why? Because well, listen, we need we need we need them to turn into lawyers to bring in more illegal immigrants for a voting base. Do you have any idea how exhausting it must be to be a, that DNC showrunner? Did you see? Did you see? Uh, like even the bathroom signs. I mean, yeah, how many I know. boxes they had to check? It's just this is what it is. 
It is it is unbelievable. And they re- get they removed the Second Amendment from their platform. It's no longer a part of the DNC. It's no yeah, longer a part it, of the unless it was to remove it. There was a couple bits yes, I saw to remove that's, it. That's it. That's about it. The only time it's it's brought up is to remove it. Imagine being the showrunner for that show. Say, so, uh, you, you know, got their headset in the back. All right, listen, we're 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 short on time. We're short on time. Okay, br- we'll bring out the tranny. Bring out the cripple. Where's the little person? Bring out the bring out the little person. He's only up in about a minute. Well, he needs he needs more time to hobble. Get him out there for hobbling. There were seat fillers. We need more gay, gay people in the front row. Can we have more gay people in the front row? I think Dave's gay. He's. Not, I need flamers. I need flamers in the front row. It doesn't register on camera if he's gay. Can you get him a, a rainbow pin? Do we have any boas in wardrobe? But give him this autographed Liza Minnelli poster. Can we get an undocumented immigrant? No, our immigrant is documented. They're, they're legal. Crap, we need someone else. We have an undocumented Arshad from Lebanon, undocumented Muslim. Get him out. He's a Lebanese Catholic. Send him back. Send him back. <laughs> We need undocumented Muslim refugees, cripples, midgets. Set, please send them my way. Make them seat fillers, everybody. This is how we get votes. If you listen, if yeah, both sides pander. There is one convention here that has been remarkably insulting of your intelligence. It's the one with midgets and trannies. We'll be back talking Freddie Cray. And now for actual conversations from firearm message boards. Hi, I'm looking to purchase a first-time firearm, and I was wondering what would be best for a novice like me. You need to do two things. Number one, get a gun that fits for you. Number two, use the biggest caliber that you can possibly handle. One caveat is I wouldn't go any lower than a 45, because then it's just a pea shooter. A caliber nothing. It's all about capacity. 15 shots of 9 is certainly better than 8 shots of 45, especially for the novice shooter who's going to have difficulty with accuracy. 15 shots is better if you don't mind a shot for queers. I personally carry a 44 Magnum, but I've been known to step down to the 45 when it is humid outside, and I am of light dress. There have been tremendous advancements in ammunition technology, and 9mm hollow points create enough expansion for a wound cavity worthy of self-defense scenarios. Our expansion, nothing. All you're doing with the bullet is like punching a hole in paper. So you want a bigger hole. That's why you want the bullet with the biggest diameter, and I won't carry anything less than a 45. By that logic, why don't you carry a 50 caliber handgun? Well, maybe I will, and you know what? I could handle it too, because I'm not some 9mm shooting fat. This lady just wants help, and you're being a real elitist dick. I'm trying to save her life. I know a guy who got shot by five nine millimeters in the head, and he didn't even go to the hospital. Just kept drinking his bush ice. I would like to see a source for this, because I believe that that's a fabrication. Tell you what, why don't you come over to my house, and I'll show you my source right next to my 454. You sound mentally unstable, and ill-equipped to dispense firearm advice. Uh, mentally ill, nothing. I'm tired of you putting people's lives in danger. You know what? I'm gonna change my advice. You shouldn't carry anything less than a 44 Magnum. Hi, guys. Just checking in. Wow, this escalated and got out of hand really quickly. I'm still confused. What caliber of handgun should I be purchasing? Thanks in advance. Smiley emoji.
Glad to be back. Not really. I am <laughs> sorry. I, I, you know, listen. Every now, and, it's just watching the DNC. It's been like a, it's been a Chinese water torture. Speaking of which, apparently North Korea just declared war on the United States. That's cute. It's cute. <laughs> North Korea. Adorable. Oh my gosh! I watched like, Team America last night by chance. By the way, yeah, so I, I that's know. all that comes into my mind now when I think of North Korea. Kim, yeah, Kim, Kim Jong Il. That was that one. But you know, it's all the same. Did you like it? It was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Depends on who's in the room with you. Yeah, you got to be careful was, if people are sensitive with that one. Yeah, they cut out the best part though. That, that the, the the certain scene everyone knows about. It's not right. in the, that version. You have to go this online is, to find it. This is true. Um, all right, listen. Let's go to the. Uh, uh, I want to run this first. So this has happened. The Freddie Gray cops have all been acquitted of charges. That's important to note. Uh, let's roll the clip first from from Marilyn Mosby. This is what she said. We covered this at louder with Crowder.com in relation to the. Uh, she's the she's the prosecutor. Morning. Thank you all for being here. Today, Baltimore finds itself at the epicenter of a national conflict between urban and rural populations of color and the law enforcement agencies that are sworn to protect and serve them. It is a struggle that strikes at the basic ideas of self-determination, justice, equality, and sadly, humanity in America. However fitting it is for observers to use the un- All right, bring me back in. Jared forgot to time code that thing. Uh, gosh, not gay Jared. This is Get the worst. your act together. This tonight. is the worst. Uh, let me bring it up. It's up at ladderwithcrowder.com. Uh, so let me let me get this for you. All right. Here. We can't real. Let me just bring the microphone to my computer here, not gay Jared. All right. Well, as long as we don't have to run an advertisement for YouTube. All right. There we go. Let's get this going. been extremely accommodating. There were individual police officers. There were individual police officers that were witnesses to the case, yet were... All right, let's just stop this. This is is Comcast for you. Here's the deal. She said they were obstructing justice. They were withholding evidence. She talked about witnesses, people in the police force, policing themselves. There's a valid point to be made here, okay? Police force policing themselves, unions. I get it. I understand that there is corruption in big government entities, whether it's the police uh, or any government bureaucracy. But what she said was verifiably false. I have the quotes here right here. She said uh, they were creating lead detectives that were completely uncooperative and started a counter-investigation to disprove the, the state's case. She accused them of creating videos to disprove the state's case without knowledge, creating notes that were drafted after the case was launched to contradict the medical examiner's conclusion. Everything that Mosby has said is false. These things didn't happen to the point that the mayor, the black female mayor, two glass ceilings... Um, said, no, 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 that's not true. And not gay Jerry can bring these, these other things up on screen. Listen, here's the deal. When you have rhetoric like this and you talk about things that completely are, are, are untrue, it's about as untrue as Michael Brown with his hands up, not shooting. Right? Right. Right. I get in that mode. I've been doing uh, yeah. right, jank this right. week. Right. Right. Come on. Um, what, what is she insinuating? This is important for people to note with Black Lives Matter and people like this. She is telling her constituents right now that there are six murderous police officers who have gotten off scot-free. 100% with no ramifications for committing the heinous crime of murder. She has, if you read Twitter, you see the social media, you see the outcry, people believe that these cops murdered a young man and have gotten off scot-free. So today you say, there's no justice, even though there was justice, there's no justice and these murderers are on the loose. And then tomorrow you act shocked when they start picking off said cops. If you believe that there was someone out there right now, six people, a gang that murdered 
a kid and got away with it. And everyone else knew, but they weren't going to do anything. Would you, would, wouldn't it be plausible for someone to say, well, you know, it's justifiable for someone to try and take that out. For example, if someone made an attempt on O.J. Simpson's life, I'm not advocating this at all, I'm not saying you should, it wouldn't come as a shocker, right? It wouldn't be a shocker, because people would say, ah, I can see, I, I don't condone it, there's a system of law in place, we have checks and balances, but yeah, someone wanted to take out a murderer. That's what Black Lives Matter believe about these cops. That's what they believed about Darren Wilson. That's what they believe about these police officers. That's what they believe about the officers in Tamir Rice. They don't want justice. They want someone tried in the court of public opinion. And so what happens when this takes place? Well, now Baltimore's cr uh, crime has skyrocketed past Detroit. You brought up, do you have that? Do you, can you bring it up again, the, uh, the USA Today? 40%, 40% more violent attacks from 2015. 44% of police officers killed up from 2015. That's 26 police officers. That's a huge jump. Now, here's the big thing. Left, the left will tell you right now, well, actually, that's not true that police deaths have gone down over time. That's true. Of course, there's been a downward trend just as there's been a downward trend in all crime over the last several decades. That's not what's relevant here. Let's be honest. When when did you start hearing? You never heard probably the name Sean King, DeRay, uh, Mosby, these people, Rachel Dolezal, until within the last year, last year and a half. So we are talking about acute statistics. These matter, not the long-term trend, but this happened in the last year or two years. Now that the stats are coming, has there been a sharp rise? In assassinations against police officers? Yes, verifiably so. Not only that, sharp rise in crime in Baltimore. They skyrocketed past Detroit. Sharp rise in crime in Chicago. Lowered police response time. Lowered police response rate, period. Police officers are afraid to police in the black areas. Only in Baltimore could you have a black po prosecutor, black mayor, black city council, and half the cops were black. And when they're cleared black of judge. charges, be a black judge, accuse the system of being racist. It's the system. No, this is a, let's, let's, you don't want justice. You want people tried in the court of public opinion. And so what happens with that? The public doesn't have the information. And so they make horrible judgments, whether it's taking out cops or, or stupid articles that inspire it. Uh, Sargon of Akkad coming yep. up next. We'll change gear and talk Europe here, Normandy. the Nature Network, narrated by Jasper Prunk. Oh, the antelope, elegantly roaming the African savanna, capable of formidable speeds and unparalleled agility. The antelope finds itself in a never-ending game of cat and mouse, with predators determined to supersede their abilities, while the antelope attempts to outsmart its predators. We see here the dance of death that consumes the antelope's life as it tries to evade cats of prey. Sometimes the antelope is successful with the sweet taste of victory, merely being the ability to live another day. Sometimes its predator finds itself with the upper hand, as you see, oh boy, dragging that antelope down, just taking it into the dirt. That is just, that is just heart-wrenching to watch. Damn it, Jasper, those aren't the lines. Oh, I know, I'm just saying, that's just a perfect metaphor for life, isn't it? Sometimes your opponent just drags you down, and even if you win, your best case scenario is getting to 
breathe air for another day and pay alimony for a lady who's living in a house that you paid for with some man who she refuses to marry, so you still have to pay her damn child support. Damn it, Jasper, I get it. Just do the lines. No, you don't get it, because I've been the antelope my whole damn life. And all three wives were cats of prey. I'm going to leave this studio walk out just so one more line can drag me on down into the dirt. And you know what? I come in here, this is my one escape, and you tell me what I can and can't say. I'm sick of it. I am plain old sick of it. I'm a sick little antelope. Stay tuned for more Wild at Large on the Nature Network. Narrated by Jasper Prox. Glad to be back. Listen, we had this guest on not too long ago. Not Gay Jared corrupted somehow the file. We have to pre-tape him sometimes because he's all the way over there across the pond. Mm-hmm. You know him. You've seen his YouTube channels. Brilliant guy. Uh, one of my favorite guests. Just Google. Just YouTube. Sargon of a CAD. And he will show up. That's two Ks. Sargon, thank you for being with us, sir. Oh, my pleasure, man. You know. Second well, time? Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> Second time to charm. <laughs> That's what they say. Gosh, I, you, you have no idea how mad I was, too, because it was right after Brexit, and we did this this uh, this interview, and then not gay Jared came. Like, it was oh. a weird week, too, if I remember right. We had a, it was a weird time of trying to make up for it. I don't. What was that when I was traveling? And traveling, and yeah, the Lear Keith came on. Lear she Keith. filled in. She was awesome. Anyway, but, we have him on now, so shut up. It's not about you, not gay Jared. Sargon, I apologize. So it's not like there's any shortage of news here coming out of Europe. Um, obviously, with Normandy today, horrible. Yeah. Listen, do you think there could be a Frexit? Do you think that there's there's uh, that that's the temperature of the water now in Europe, or do you think they'll never get it and they're just gonna walk off the cliff of multiculturalism? Um, that's a good question. The the problem with a Frexit is that France is one of the core members of the EU. Um, and they're they're really central to the European Union, and so them leaving would be a very. I mean, I I have trouble envisaging it. Yeah. It would be incredibly contentious. But the problem that France is having at the moment is obviously Muslim terror attacks. Same with Germany, and this is causing a massive spike in people joining right wing parties. And I don't mean like conservative parties. Right. I mean the sort of, you know, very far right. Sort of you mean like, natural. yes, neo-Nazi-esque, but they still want socialized medicine. Not, it's a bizarre sort of... <laughs> yeah, not, not, not quite. I, w- I wouldn't describe them necessarily as neo-Nazis, but they're not far off. Right. I think, I think it'd be inaccurate to call them neo-Nazis, but they're certainly right. uh, very hardcore nationalists. Right. And, yeah, and, and these people are very, very annoyed about all these terrorist attacks, and they're very annoyed that the, re- the reaction from the establishment is effectively grin and bear it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we see that a lot from the regressive media, where they're literally like, you know what we need to do? Nothing. And it's like, eh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to wash. Right. You know? Well, I mean, it, I just wonder if there's got to be a different tact taken at this point. So I know politicians can be slow to do that. I'm just wondering, as someone who lives in Europe, if the temperature of the water with, you know, the, the people is that of, like, is it, I know at some point, it, you know, it, it, it's whispered. And then it becomes action. Is it at the point of people whispering, like, yeah, you know what, I'm tired of that. Um, there, there's, 
There are definitely, I mean, you've got the alt-right, the very, very, very pro-kicking um, Muslims out of Europe. Right. I'm not alt-right, um, but I'm definitely, the, the, see, the problem, the problem we have with this is that we don't really know why they're doing it. Um, because if you notice that, like, like with the Orlando shooter, many of these um, people who, you know, uh, commit themselves to ISIS don't really seem to have any actual ties to ISIS. And they don't. Right. Um, the the only thing that we really get is that you know they they downloaded some ISIS propaganda from the internet, and so it seems to be people self radicalizing. Really, some of them seem to be self radicalizing without actually having any ties to any larger terrorist organizations. And this has been something that's come out of a few of these now. And a lot of these people seem to have had mental or emotional issues as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of it's it's the Islam is kind of. I mean, it's not necessarily that this is an Islamic thing, although it is obviously deeply tied to Islam. Yeah. It's that these people are probably, they're probably doing what any religious zealots would end up doing. If, if for some reason they felt they needed to atone uh, in a religious way for any, any sins or misdemeanors or anything they've committed, I think it's quite easy for them to then say, right, okay, well, if I just kill the kafars and, you know, kill myself, I'll right. be a martyr, I'll get to go to heaven. The thing is, we never catch any of these people alive, so right. we don't actually know why they're doing it. But that it wouldn't—that is a distinctly Muslim thing to atone for sins. The only guaranteed, you know, shot to heaven is through jihad, right? So but, you mean, know, yeah, I was, I was trying to—I was trying to be diplomatic. It, it is. You don't it is need a Muslim, to be diplomatic. It's okay. It is very a very Muslim thing. Yes, but it's. <laughs> Well, here's something I would throw at you. It's not necessarily something all Muslims are going to do or in danger of doing. No, they're they're not. I was trying to stress. Yes. Uh, No, you're right. Listen, not all, obviously not all Muslims, but I I, I would. I I didn't want to go down the not all. Yes, exactly. I understand (laughs) it. Listen, don't worry about it. You're you're with friends here. Here's my thing, though. Um, You know, we had a woman on who was leaving. We had to keep her name covered up uh, because she had left Islam and her husband was trying to take her children. You know, she said, "Listen, it's very common." And I and I watched people in in Canada who who laughed when the World Trade Center tower hit. I, I spoke with a lot of Muslims who were like, "Well, it's not necessarily a bad thing." Um, she said, "Listen, when it comes down to siding with the Taliban or the United States, said, nearly everyone sides with these what they view as pseudo terrorist organizations, but they view as a result of destabilization of the West." She goes, "Almost invariably, behind closed doors, this is what these people are going to say. This is why all mosques can act as Sharia courts. Not every imam is a Sharia judge, but every mosque has to have at least one, or it can't be a mosque. They're acting within their own system of law." So. My thing is, I don't think it's necessarily self-radicalizing through mental illness. It doesn't. It doesn't require terrorism from their families and their directly surrounding support structures for for it to be okay. Next step, this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say they're self-radicalizing through mental illness. I think it's people who are, and I, I wouldn't even necessarily term this as mental illness. Okay. But you know, some sort of people. You know, the, you know the sort of people you know that you meet who are maybe a bit high strung, and. <laughs> yeah, like like Jared. Yeah. No, but you know, they're not necessarily mentally ill. But the thing, the thing with the thing with these sort of ideologies is they can make good people do bad things, and they can make people who aren't necessarily good people think it's perfectly okay to do terrible things. Mm-hmm. And it it just it it is it is about Islam. I mean, they they obviously think that they're going to die, go to heaven, get become martyred. All their sins will be forgiven. I mean, this is why, like, with the 9-11 attackers, people are like, well, they can't have been real Muslims because they were out drinking and smoking and, you know, seeing prostitutes. It's like, 
Yeah, but they, you, you have to understand, they think all of these sins are going to be washed away. Exactly. So they can go and indulge in whatever they want, and now God's going to clean their soul, or however right. it works. It's sort of like the early um, Catholic Church with the indulgences, only uh, yeah, pipe absolutely. bombs. Absolutely. And, and you're right, when you say it, it's an Islamic thing that they go and kill the Kufars, um, it's not something that other religions do, but the... Other, I mean, you know, with other religions, you, you would have a different response mm -hmm. from a sinner who wants to atone for their sins in the religion. You know, a Buddhist monk might go and live on top of a mountain for the rest of his life or something. I don't know. Right. But, um, but in, in Islam, and this, this is what drives me crazy when people say Islam's a religion of peace. It's like, based on what? <laughs> based on what? <laughs> how, how many Muslim countries have a scimitar on their flag, just out of interest? You know, they have something like, you know, something in Arabic, probably God is great, and then a scimitar. And it's like, yes, this is a religion of peace. And it's like, oh, I don't know about that. I mean, it seems like kind of a warlike ideology right? that, uh, that came out of the 7th century. Let me ask you this, because you're, you're a very, you know, I was just talking with, with Nakaj about this. You know, you have a very high play count for someone with your subscribership on YouTube. And, and you're one of the few things that if you pop up in my, my feed without me checking my subscriptions, um, I'll watch because of what you have to say. You're insightful. You're thoughtful. So I think a lot of people really like what you have to say. And obviously, you're a very thoughtful, you know, atheist. We've had some discussions on that, which which hopefully we'll have more. Let me ask you this, though. From a purely pragmatic standpoint, <clears throat> I think you and I both agreed that Europe is significantly more secular than the United States, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you think, would, would it be reasonable to say that Europe's secularism has somewhat made it vulnerable to the encroachment of Islam? Um, I wouldn't say so. Okay. If anything, I think Europe's secularism is eventually what's going to destroy Islam. Okay. Because um, it's been faster uh, there, obviously, than the, the one place where it isn't happening yet is the United States. Yeah, but um, that's not because it won't. That's because you don't have very many Muslims. Um, one, one, thing, one thing that I find very interesting about many Muslims who come to the United Kingdom, and I, I can't speak for other places in Europe, obviously, sure. but I, I definitely know about Muslims in the United Kingdom because I, I went to university in Coventry. There was, and th this was in 2001, and there was already a very large Muslim population there. And there, there was just this, this, this pattern you kept seeing where the parents would be incredibly Islamic and they would require their child to go to the mosque and all this sort of thing. And when the child was away from their parents, they were very, very English. Mm -hmm. And they had no interest in religion. They had no compunction of drinking or you know anything like that. And it was, it was pressure put put on them by the parents. Now, I mean, this isn't every single case, obviously. Hashtag not all. Um, <laughs> right. That's <laughs> necessary. Otherwise, it'll be on the Young Turks highlight reel. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it, man. It, it pisses me off that every time you know. Oh my God, it's every single one. I didn't say every one. No. You know. Anyway, but and so I, I think honestly. A lot of these young people were very happy with the sort of English way of doing things. Sort of just the secular free society. It's a lot, I mean, and one, one thing about it, it's a lot less highly strong. You know, it's a lot of work to police someone else's actions. We don't have to do it. I, I think, fun. though, I, I, I would disagree in the sense that I think you've seen it that way. I think most people with sort of a Western mindset would see it as, hey, listen, a free secular society. I think a lot of Muslims, especially being raised with a lot of them in my high school at Centennial, see it as a weakness, as, a, you know, this decadent sort of the more secular, the more godless society it is. We can fill that void. Whereas in the United States, 
there isn't that same void because there are sort of the there's the Judeo-Christian backbone, which like I said is still more so there than Europe, just from a pragmatic standpoint, where it's not a hole that they feel they can that they feel they can fill so readily. Um, I, I just felt that living in Canada versus the United States that that was a big part of sort of keeping it at bay. I, I could be wrong. I was just wondering your thoughts as a as a Brexit. Well, honestly, I'm not. I'm actually not worried about the sort of religious encroachment of it because, like like I'm like I was saying, most most Muslims seem to be fairly secular that have been raised here mm-hmm. and british people are not interested in religion they are just right. not interested it's it's quite it's quite social taboo but they to are interested in the religion of tolerance and of political correctness well yeah there is that but um no no nobody wants to hear about god nobody wants but, to hear right about but my point is they filled that void a lot of them with well my ultimate god is political correctness and, and tolerance and let's make sure this is our number one priority and that's where their loyalties lie and that's easily exploited i mean you see it with uh well you see, you see it with bernie sanders well yeah but i mean it's not they're not converting the native british po- populace to islam basically they're, 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 i mean there are some british people who join as you know become muslims but, but they're they able to really subvert their to, laws to find acceptance you know what i mean because they're able to subvert their the, laws these people more generally losers to mm-hmm. be honest they're, they're generally people who aren't very well accepted who don't have many friends and who are looking for something to join. They're the same sort of people who become Mormons after they knock on your door or something. You know? Oh God! But, but most people are just not interested. I'm gonna get letters. But, um, I'm gonna get letters from it, men on bikes in in short ties. I'm gonna get letters from yeah yeah. I'll, I'll get nasty emails from. But <laughs> from yeah no, the I'm Mormons. I'm sort of. Um, I'm not worried about them converting the natives. I'm not, not about, about converting, but that's what's allowed them. See, you guys are like, I think, not you, obviously, specifically. Again, not, yes. not all British, not, <laughs> not all Sargons. But the point is, you know, when you look at sort of the systemic approach in Europe of we need to be tolerant. Well, what, leave a mosque. Well, we need to leave a mosque. What about Sharia courts? Let them do their thing. We want to be tolerant. And so this sort of secular religion of tolerance and Muslims are going, that's great. We can exploit this. Let's make sure to put it under the guise of tolerance, and it'll be allowed. Whereas in the United States, there is some of, no, we're not going to tolerate that. Yeah, I, I mean, one one thing that I do get annoyed about is the constant pandering. Uh, that really, really annoys me. Um, I we, we don't pander to any other religious uh, minority right. or religious demographic in any way. And so I, do, I, I really don't like to see pandering to Muslims just because... They're complaining. Um, to me, the answer should just be no. Yes. Well, hold on a second. We have to go to a Sorry. break, and we'll keep that in mind. What, what, what a novel concept. The answer, no. Yes Thought about no. that. Same like with parents. Like, can I have pants with Juicy written across my butt? No. Can I have Sharia court? No. Maybe. Solve no. some problems. Sargon of Akkad. More after this. Now for Swiss Family Robinson, the second generation. Sweetie, the banana telephone isn't working. None of of the electrics are working. Darn it. Okay, hold on, Elizabeth. Fritz Jr., did you fix the electricity problem? Yeah, I got it hooked up. What? What did you do? I made some electricity. Did you get the proper capturing device, the rotating paddles into moving water to create enough of an electrical current? Um, I put a paddle in a pond. Damn it, Frisk Jr. Elizabeth, you see what your son did? Oh, I see. When he does something right, he's your son. When he misbehaves, he's just your brother. 
Stay tuned for more Swiss Family Robinson, the second generation. Glad to be back. Sargon of Akkad. That's his YouTube channel. Just run a search. You'll find him. Sorry, we have to go to our evil corporate overlords. Uh, awesome. Not to get off, off the beaten path because we were talking about Europe. We were talking about the Young Turks. We have a video this week on the Young Turks. Um, you were once a watcher of you were of the Young Turks. I don't, wanna, I don't want to misrepresent I you. Okay. I, I was indeed. Uh, many moons ago, I used to, I used to enjoy their, their content because it wasn't crazy and it was left wing and i thought wow this is this is rare you know someone on the left who isn't crazy and i, I mean go back and watch some of their stuff from about i don't know three or four years ago it's pretty reasonable and I now disagree. <laughs> of course i think know. you've changed you know what well here's why because they would like they would attack me back then and not have me on to defend myself i remember they did a debate google uh jank lee doran with lee doran he was how the world works this is back in like oh nine oh ten and uh, it was just, back then, it was still like, he didn't scream it, but he had a moderator, and it was just them two versus Lee. I think, I think, I understand where you're, like, it's more obviously unhinged yeah, on the obvious. Yeah, you know? Yes, um, and you've moved on. He used to, he used to be a lot more relaxed. He used to be, he, he used to be less of an ass. And I, I guess that now he's pretty deep in his positions. And I think it's more about protecting the narrative than it is really being correct now. Because back, back, you know, a few years ago, he used to he used to actually care about the facts, but now it's about not all, not all, not all, not all. Yeah. Of course, right, right. Oh, Jesus, change, shut. Up. <laughs> no, just, just shut up. Listen, no, no, no. Listen, okay, right. That's what it is. You don't even, you don't even <laughs> talk. Just do the research. We're not going to put it up. It'll be up later because we're trying to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but they they didn't used to be so bad. And now they've really they were they've been getting worse I to disagree. the point where Alex Jones can go and troll them and they fall for it. Yes, <laughs> the Young Turks make Alex Jones into a sympathetic figure. <laughs> Though it wasn't yeah. Alex Jones; it was more so Roger Stone that seemed to bother them for some. Seems yeah, like who is some, Roger Stone? I don't really know who that is. He worked with the Trump campaign, right, Jared? And he doesn't. But he they're used friends. to work for Clinton, I think, way back when. And then he worked with Trump. Trump. He's, he's his campaign manager or something, or strategist. And then he was fired, but still kind of. He's some kind of correspondent cool for Jones, yeah. Alex Jones. I don't know. Yeah. I would definitely, I would definitely disagree with the idea that they used to be more fact-based, just because I, I've always, obviously, I've always disagreed with them, and would always be, and I had friends who they would debate or attack, and I was going, well, no, that's not even true. That's not even what they said. But back then, there were no channels to counter it. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like it didn't matter. It's just like they said, well, the, the, you know, mm -hmm. well, it could be something as I don't know if they actually said this, but something like someone says Detroit's unemployment is twenty-eight percent. That's not true. It's eleven percent. Look it up. And they would do that back then, and it just wasn't true. And I just don't think people were able to go, like, is that not true? Um, whereas now it's, we have it's people like It's been a while you. since I've watched them as a fan, so I'd have to, I'd have to look. <laughs> I'd have to look. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to check. Well, yeah. But I, it just seemed, they didn't seem so bad but, uh, these days. He wasn't as explosively angry. I would say they were just as inaccurate, but I think he's definitely... I, I've talked about this. This is entirely uh, conjecture. Okay, but if you see mm -hmm. the eyes that are glassy, bloodshot, he's you know gained weight, sweating profusely, and very very emotional and temperamental, I I wouldn't be surprised if there's uh, some kind of an issue there that's more than meets the eye. Hey, health issue, substance issue. 
No, substance issue. I'm just saying, I've, I've no, I've, as a comedian, I've been around it a lot. And, like, that's the thing, is that your serotonin levels, and, you're, and it's just like, you know, you're sitting there, it's like, okay, ah! And you just freak out. So I have noticed that for sure. He's much quicker to anger. Well, I mean, I, I don't know anything about any substance issues, but um, I, I honestly, I, I think it's about... I think it's about the environment he's in. He's he's in a very closed environment where everyone agrees with him. Mm-hmm. And then when you get like Ben Man- Mankiewicz is his name, he seems where nice. he, um, yeah, he he's he's a lot more reasonable. He's like, no, Chenk, I disagree with you on this. I think you're wrong. Chenk will will just shout him down. Yeah. It's just like oh, Christ, man. <laughs> I can't do I can't do watch him though either. Who that Ben? Guy, ben, no. He's not particularly dynamic, but he seems like a decent person. Decent person, but he comes off to me as a guy who like works at Home Depot in the, in the afternoon. The guy shows up. He's like, hey, I met you at the potluck once. You got some thoughts? Put you on the do show. You got, do you got a blazer? <laughs> <laughs> just, Apparently he's a know. co-founder of the thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, was behind the scenes? I don't know. I was just asking because I've noticed a lot of people saying that, like, coming on my channel. I'm sure you see, I used to be a Young Turks watcher, but insert yeah. story here. And, um... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, absolutely. I, I was just agreeing. I've had I get dozens and dozens of people like that as well. Uh, you, I, I probably get a lot more than you do because I'm left wing, you know. You know, but I don't. Well, okay, here's one thing. I remember you last time you were on. You're like, if you had to, you'd go Bernie. And I said, I don't think that's gonna last because I said, I said, I don't think you realize he is the social justice warrior candidate. Yeah. So did you? Did you? Did you? Have, did you regret that afterward? Do you think like I, uh, did, I didn't regret it. Um, <laughs> I didn't know he was going to come out and say something like white people don't know what it's like to be poor right um sorry bernie you've lost me now yeah <laughs> yeah i i totally I, and and don't get me wrong you know i mean i i can i can, i think his heart's in the right place you know i think i think bernie's heart's in the right place right i don't think necessarily he's got the answers or anything mm-hmm. like that and i don't understand at all what he's gone and done with hillary I mean, I find this the most baffling thing in the world. He, look, he spends his entire campaign, and it just his entire career, arguing against Wall Street, and then he endorses Hillary Clinton. What? But, but, I mean, that's, that, should be, that should be your answer. Well, yeah, absolutely. I just don't get it. It's just, it, it's just the most baffling thing in the world to me. And, <laughs> and then for some reason, Hillary Clinton, she didn't take him as her VP, did, it? did she? No. No, she didn't. She took Why? Mr. Kane. Um, because she's a bitch. She must be, but it just, <laughs> just me, it just strikes me as a, a terrible political blunder. You know? uh, I mean, Bernie's supporters, his hardcore supporters, are very. A lot of them are very anti-Clinton. Well, have you been following the DNC leaks? I I have been following the DNC leaks. So I mean, it's pretty clear there. I just don't think they were ever going to kiss and make up. Um, mostly because she's more interested in kissing Elizabeth Warren. But I think that. Uh, Sargon, where's the best place for people to find you? It's been, it's been, it's always too short, but we have to go to a break here. Oh, really? We're out of time already. Um, oh, just Google Sargon of Akkad. You'll find me. Google Sargon of Akkad. Well, not Jared. We can, uh, since people know this is pre-taped because it's, it's, it's across the pond. We can across do a short web extended for, for, for yeah. people if they want. And we Why can, not? We can get into the, uh, the New World Order. That would be, <laughs> that would be good. Give him some of our Jew money. Jew money's good. What's that? We up? can break the conditioning. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I, I think you're right. I, I, you know, that's one of those things. I was saying, that's always why it's interesting talking with you because even if we don't line up politically, there still is something to to gain from it. Oh, I guess I don't even think that Europeans are looking at this in that way. So Sargon of Akkad, people listening terrestrially on my channel, LottawaWithCrowder.com, for more. Hey, 
Steven, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just browsing AR15.com. You mean the site about the scary black rifle with the best prices, community, and information on the web? Ah, oh, what the hell's the difference? AR15.com! Kaboom! AR15.com! Kaboom! AR15.com! Kaboom! You know, they just heard the three takes. You did three takes, you didn't edit it. They can hear you. Kaboom! Hey, you're probably hearing this podcast either through iTunes or SoundCloud, something like that. Or maybe you've heard it on the syndicated radio show across the country. But you may not know that this show is actually live streamed, video live streamed every Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern at loudowithcrowder.com or youtube.com slash Stephen Crowder. You can actually watch the live stream, see the guests. See all of these little infographics going on there. We have some exclusive commercials. You get to see the Hopper Cam. People like the Hopper Cam. Uh, and additional firings of Not Gay Jared. So, again, it's free. If you want to see what you're hearing, go watch the live stream. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Lotterworthcrowder.com. Glad to be back. Second hour. We're in the second hour. This is the second hour. That's this right. We're in the stuff. second hour. Uh, producing with me in video studio always, as always, is uh, Jared, who is not gay. Follow him at not gay Jared. The dragon. Blah, 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 blah. So, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, Dean. Hey. We, yeah, we. What are you doing? We, we booked you. Right. It's I know. And here I am. Now, hold on one sec. I'm ready to go. Anytime you guys are ready. Yeah, it's next. It's next hour though. Can you call? Can you? Are you gonna be around? Call back. Call you back. Next hour. I'll just stay no. on. I can just stay on. We can just wrap. Well, no, it doesn't. Waiting. It can't. It doesn't. No, he Steven. can't stay on. Have him call back. I'll call you back. We'll okay. Take a break. Okay. All right. Let's fix that. Maybe maybe we'll bring him no, earlier. We'll, we'll bring him. Well, let's let's bring him a little earlier. Um, okay. So we were talking about this with Sargon of a cat. We had a video this week uh, at uh, LiderWithCrowder.com. On the Young Turks, uh, parody of the Young Turks, uh, Cenk, Anita, Sarkeesian. Here's something I've noticed. People like Sargon, a lot of people out there, well, probably people like Milo, a lot of people on YouTube who were once fans, we get a lot of comments like this on the mm -hmm. Young Turks. Something I should preface this with. If it seems like we're bullying or piling on the Young Turks with this video that we did, every single person in that video has been attacked Basically slandered by the Young Turks. Usually, there's video evidence. Yes, on the Young Turks. On show. the Young Turks. Obviously, yours truly. Uh, Skag three. Ben Shapiro, of course. Karen Strawn. He asked her to make him a sandwich. Uh, Dave Rubin. Need need we say more? So these are people finally getting their shots in because <laughs> Young Turks slanders. They 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 lie about people's positions. They misrepresent them. And then they give them no then They call it a day. Yeah, they call it a day. <laughs> they give you no chance to come on. We've had a lot of people on with whom we've disagreed. Uh, Zach Ford came on the show. D.L. Hughley came on the show. Christopher Titus came on the show. And I'm still friends. I'm still, I still talk to Zach every now and again. Yeah, well, and Christopher Titus and I still yeah. actually speak. As, as much as I know people won't believe it, we'll have him back. Yeah. And uh, Sally Cohn will be on the show. So specifically if we say something that is very inaccurate and people say that's not what I said, uh, Jake Tapper did that, and I always retweeted him and welcomed him on the show. 
I know he, he probably won't come on the show, and what I said about him was entirely accurate. He is a journalistic hack, and he is in the, the DNC pocket, even though he tries to play it down the middle. So that's what's important about the Young Turks. So I get a lot of comments from people saying, I used to be a fan. And you hear this with Sargon, and a lot of people say, I think they just went downhill. Here's the deal. I don't believe they've gone downhill. Um, I, I, now, let me make my case. I think people have just been awakened, because I've always been a conservative more or less, conservative libertarian, right? I've been on YouTube since 2009, and they were always there. It was them and pretty much everybody else. They've been around since 2002. Started the radio show. The, yeah, then. radio show. But I mean, yeah. on YouTube, really, they only they still only had, they, you know, uh, yeah. they didn't have that many subscribers by the time we got into 2009, 2010, 2011. YouTube wasn't what it is today, though. No, it wasn't what it is today at all. But I would watch them attack friends of mine. I would watch them back then and go, gosh, how are these guys doing these, these hatchet jobs? So, have they really changed? Well, here's the thing. People th- thought I was making it up. Here's the actual uh, article that Cenk Uyghur made for uh, the Daily Pennsylvania. I have it up on my screen about the Armenian genocide. He did deny the Armenian genocide. Now, people make mistakes when they're younger. Uh, he wasn't that young there. And he hasn't reverted. He hasn't said, you know what? I was wrong. You know what? Okay, right? I was wrong. Did the Armenian genocide occur? Of course it occurred. He hasn't done that yet. Let's be reasonable. Let's be reasonable here, okay? <laughs> right? Of course. I know people are going to say, you wrote one time, oh, oh, I made a mistake. Okay, no. So, here's, I don't ever want to do that again if I'm not in wardrobe. It, 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 it shortchanges it. So, back then, we knew he was an Armenian genocide denier. He always claimed to be a progressive. Not a liberal, a progressive. I watched him with my good friend, Lee Dorn. Now, I love Lee Dorn. I don't want to, I'm certainly not throwing him under the bus. Lee Dorn is brilliant, smarter than I am. But Lee Dorn is too nice. So back when there weren't many conservatives on YouTube, I used to watch Cenk attack Lee Dorn, uh, of course, and myself, and he would bring out Lee Dorn to debate, and he would have a moderator who was just entirely in his back pocket. So I was watching this when people thought this was while they were moderate. So let's roll Let's roll the first clip, not gay, Jared. And uh, a distinction. He thought the, the idea, their, their methods of winning over the public was wrong in the fact of, you know, examples of flag burning and stuff like that. He thought that you had to work within the system in order to bring down society because the, the general public would not accept the radical methods that were currently being used. <laughs> this is why no conservatives work at you're, you're laughing, Listen, but I read rules laughing, and that's mocking. exactly what he said. He never talked once. I just read the word. He never talked about bringing down society. You yes, was no, yeah. yes, I see. That's the thing. That's amazing. You know? <laughs> anyway, let me tell you why I brought it up, and then we can have a separate debate okay. on what Elizabeth. So that's, that's the first thing to give you. This is this is during opening statements, and Jank is. This is in 2011. There are clips that go back to 2010, 2009. They weren't very good quality. You can see Jank already. These are opening statements. They're not even debating yet, and Jank is already getting into his motive. That's not true. Let's go to clip number two. Again, I want you to tell me if, if they've changed or maybe the people out there, if you were their fans, maybe you just have evolved. That's important because I'm going to tie it all together at the end. Let's roll clip number two. We'd cut taxes for the rich. We'd it cut be, taxes for corporations. It would corporations. be one thing if he actually said, this is what I want. This is Very what they want. Mine's better, but he hasn't done that. And no. It's not, no but, and, and not only that, it's not I even roll. like... It's not even like they've actually turning to the audience. Um, either side has come up with a, we have a political stalemate, which is it's a political problem that we have, not necessarily a policy problem. This is, yeah. Lee and I uh, debate every once in a while. We do these YouTube things, and you know Reuters had us and stuff. It drives me crazy, okay? Because it's just not true. I'm just asking. Like he, he, I, you can't tell me, and no one okay. can tell me what his specific plan is. See, it's just not true. It's just not true. People act as though, people always want to act, they look back and go, they were better back then, like SNL. SNL was better back when? No, SNL just had to, has just as much crap. You're just watching the best of now. Yeah. 
I, no. I'm going to get crap. Dan Aykroyd was never funny. There were plenty of funny people. Bill Murray, obviously. Well, Martin Short. Dan Aykroyd was never one of them. If you go back and watch most of those sketches, too wild and crazy. They're not funny. They weren't funny in their time. They're not funny now. Some of it was funny. Mm-hmm. Some of SNL is funny today. A lot of these people who now just don't really want to admit that they were young, full-on social justice leftists think the young Turks have gone off the reservation. No, you've moved on, which is which is important. Let's, growing let's, up. Growing up. Congratulations. You've grown up a little bit. Let's go to another clip. Now they start getting into the actual debate, and you can see Cenk back in 2010, back in 2011, doing exactly what he does today that liberals think is he's somehow become more extreme. No, he's always done it. Watch it. We're going to cut spending to the bone, and we're going to cut taxes on the rich. So uh, if they think that's the middle, they're 100% wrong about where the country is, and I got no interest in that bullshit middle. That's for CNN, okay, where they go, he said this and she said that, so I'm going to say it in the middle. Okay, so there you go. Right there he's saying people, a lot of them think they were moderate in the middle. He said I'm a progressive. Uh, I don't see the middle at all. This is, again, Young Turks. This is important for people to note. All of these things. Go back. Go back to the archives. They haven't gone off the reservation. You have This is the this is the crescendo here. This is the last clip. Right, not K. Jared? Yep. This is the last clip. Again, this was my friend Lee Dorn. So I've been watching this since 2009, 2010. So I'm glad to see people awaken now with the Young Turks. But I've been watching this all along going, is it, is, is, is it, is it me? This is how Cenk used to debate. And you can't find anyone more reasonable than Lee Dorn. He's an agnostic, atheist, most likely, libertarian. Okay, here you go. People get hooked on that money. So even if it becomes like, hey, you know what? Jeez, I read all these scientific reports and it looks like there's global warming. On the other hand, That's I get paid right $200,000 a year to say there is no global warming, right? So it's a mixture of all that thing, of all those things. You got to keep it real. I mean, let me just address the, the you know, the Koch brothers. Oh, he's talking, okay, so this is the important preface. We're supposed to start that, here. He was talking about know, the Koch brothers. This is back when Cenk was taking money from for, from, you know, from Soros, Al Jazeera, current TV. I mean, Al Gorbachev's big gripe was the Koch brothers. Very free market advocate. To the best of my knowledge, I could be wrong, but I think he even, you know, donated some of his money to the ACLU. I mean, he's not, these aren't like what most people would expect when they think of just, you know, big businessmen. And to the best of my knowledge, they're also against uh, the, you know, the subsidies and, the, and that sort of thing. Uh, so, except the ones they're taking. No, no, no. They it, take it, a ton of subsidies. There's a big difference. They love there's fixing big, the system. Watch what he does They love exactly fixing what he does the market He's, when it's he, to their he advantage. completely they fabricates love the it. Here they're it comes. the biggest frauds. Libertarian my ass. If there is a politician <laughs> they can buy to get an advantage over their competitors, they will do it in a second. They have. It's... It, they do it all the time. The other day, they actually came out and said, you know what? Out of the mercy of our hearts, since we're looking to fix the deficit, you know, if it's included in a big package, we will give up some of our subsidies. Wow, are you not merciful? And they said, they said it, They said, How much do you want to bet when, whenever Jenk says, just the other day, they came out and they said that they didn't say that. <laughs> that they did not, in fact, say that. So I said, this, this, why is this important? For a lot of the YouTubers out there, who like, we get a lot of comments. I used to hate Steven and like the Young Tricks, and now I think they've just become more extreme. No, I'm telling you, I haven't changed. <laughs> My views really haven't changed. I am, I am just as right-wing as ever. I don't lie about it. Unlike the Young Turks, I say, hey, anyone is allowed on this, on this forum. Obviously, mm-hmm. now we can't be debating every Twitter egg. But if you feel as though we've unfairly represented you, we generally provide a platform, but it's in an, under an honest pretense. Listen, this is my point of view. I believe it, and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll defend it, and I'll concede when I'm wrong. So we're very straight. The opposite of the Young Turks, who are as far left as can be, claiming that they aren't, we're actually probably, I'm probably actually further right wing uh, than many of you even think. But I claim it, or I'm probably more moderate than many of you think, but I say, just assume I'm to the right of Attila the Hunt. This is why it's important. You can see they've never changed.
So what has changed? You. So a lot of these people now, they're still claiming, well, I'm a liberal, but I don't like the young, I'm not a social justice leftist. I'm a liberal atheist. It, does it stand to reason, your honor, that if you thought the young Turks were moderate back then, they haven't changed. We've just proven it. You have. Leave some room. Maybe down the line when you have family, when you pay more taxes, if you start running a business, you might become actually conservative. You might become a Christian. Statistically, it's much more, as you get older, you become more conservative. People don't tend to convert to atheism. They tend to be, now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to convert you at all. I'm not trying to convert you, okay? What I'm saying is if they haven't changed, you have changed. A lot of people don't like to accept that. I've changed. I was wrong. If you think the Young Turks have ever evolved, that's wrong. You have evolved. That's great. So now you can open your mind to further evolution. Because guess what? Watch the DNC like we talked about. There's no place for you there if you aren't a part of the social progressive left. The right is a much wider tent. You've got Milo, you've got me, you've got Koch brothers, you've got Gary Johnson. There's room for everybody. We've got one more segment, and then then not, then Dean Kane. Yep, then we'll, Dean Kane. We'll bring him on. Get him right. All right. This is breaking news on Lauer with Crowder. I'm Perry Matheson. Officially declared the DNC nominee. We take you now live to an exhibition where Hillary Clinton will physically break through a glass ceiling as a representation of this historic moment. Oh, it's most peculiar. Hillary Clinton doesn't appear to be breaking the glass ceiling, but she is having her security escorted off stage. Jimmy, let's get a camera on that and follow them as they... They appear to be transporting the glass ceiling out to an unmarked SUV in the parking lot. They are now placing the glass ceiling in the SUV, and it appears to be cutting the brakes to the vehicle and turning it on while placing it in neutral on a slight hill. The Secret Service is now pushing it down said hill in what can only be described for terrestrial listeners as uh, what will resemble the beginning of a bobsled run. And it appears the SUV has, it has gone off the cliff. The glass ceiling that was once the barrier for all women has officially been broken. In true Clinton fashion, we'll keep you abreast as the story unfolds. I'm Perry Matheson. Glad to be back. Dean Kane coming up after the break. Dean Kane. All right. So we've talked about the DNC. We've talked about the Black Lives Matter. The Freddie Gray, not get Jared, has screwed up monumentally several times for which he will be fired. Mm -hmm. I need a sip of water. I didn't do it during that break. What's up? What's up? What, what are you talking about? That were, that were there. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. No, something. It's on your chin. No, no. There's no. Uh, there's no mug club coming, and people shouldn't mm. uh, request anything daily. We've we've been over this. There's no exploratory committee. It's it's absurd. We're not. It's absurd, it's and pushy. it's offensive. It's, it's pushy. It's very pushy for the Every, fans to ask us to go daily. Don't ever ask us on no. the Twitter. Ungrateful. At S. Crowder at Not Gay Jared to go daily. So 
before the DNC, before it got buried, right? We do this once a week, this show, and Normandy happened. For those of you who don't know, Islam, again, for those of you who don't remember, in this instance, it were priests were beheaded. Uh, was it? I don't have the number in front. Was it two priests beheaded? I thought one. it was one, but it could have been one. two. Um, so this happened in Normandy. We were just talking about this with Sargon. Um, France is an example, and I know Sargon, a lot of people don't think they'll ever get this, as to why multiculturalism doesn't work, as to why forced integration doesn't work, wanting to accept refugees. Let me, let me give you something. Let me give you an example here. Okay, let me first state my, my, my premise. No. But we want to come in. No. You come from countries where you've never gotten your crap together. Get it together there first, and then we'll think about opening our doors. You're, you, when people talk about immigration and people fleeing these countries, I understand it, but at a certain, por- at a certain point in time, you've got you, to close the hatch. You've got to say, no, 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 no. no. We, we've got to look out for our own citizens here first. Normandy, let me give you an example. Someone comes from a country where it's war-torn, where Sharia law rules, where women are second-class citizens, where gays are burned in cages or thrown off roof uh, tops, where apostasy is punished by death. This is what it's like in France today. If you're expecting these people to assimilate, and it will never happen. Um, a Muslim family living in France or in the UK, they get their own area where, where, where white people aren't allowed, where non-Muslims aren't allowed, unless you're Cat Stevens and you convert your name as Yusuf Islam, then of course, we welcome you with open arms, but uh, we don't do music, it depends on the sect. So they live in their houses, they go to their, their mosques, they have the women cook and clean, the women are, are at the man's every beck and call, the woman, women are, are, are grossly abused, it goes entirely un, uh, unreported, uh, the women have no recourse. It's any kind of spousal abuse in a marriage. If the man wants to divorce her, he needs to say it three times. All of this is handled through Sharia courts. The boys sit in front of the woman when it comes to going in the car. They get to eat force first. Men get priority. Uh, temporary marriages. These people talk behind closed doors. They are far less tolerant of gay people than any Christian you could possibly imagine. They are far less tolerant of apostasy. They live in their own... <sighs> horrible cultural bubble. It's just a horrible culture what Islam creates. We're not talking about a race. We're talking about ideas, and those are always fair to criticize. You, you, as a matter of fact, it's your moral obligation to criticize them. So this is how these people live. And then, boom, open the door, and they're going out into society. They're going out into French society. These people aren't going to assimilate. They don't want to be a part of French society. They don't want to be a part of Western civilization. Imagine that. Here, You, you don't have a problem with people immigrating from, from Denmark, from Sweden, from even Spain, anywhere else, right? Where people, there's some semblance, there's some baseline level of what is expected in a civilized society that just isn't with the Islamic world. Because the Islamic world is effectively a third world. There, there are really no new world Islamic countries uh, outside of Qatar, funders of, uh, of young Turks where it's built on the backs of slavery. It basically still is a slave state. So it's, it's not the same. It's not the same as someone coming from Britain to America. It's not the same as someone from Ireland going to Germany. It's not the same, and that's why you're running into these problems. It, 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 is, it is so remarkably clear to me, if people want to be honest about this, that multiculturalism cannot work. You need to come to a country. You need to learn a language. You need to obey the laws. You need to abandon any ideas. Any superseding law, whether it's Sharia, whether you're a part of some kind of a commune that maybe allows bigamy, that isn't allowed in this country. If it's allowed in the country, go nuts. You abandon that 
And it needs to be documented. In other words, when you become a citizen, people need to know that, that there are those reasonable expectations, and then you're welcome to come. If not, you're not welcome. You're not welcome in Western civilized society. The, 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 it's one of those things people don't, well, I just, I just don't know why they, so you talk about people who are mentally unfit, who often go on shooting sprees, right? We talk about how, what do we often talk about? Mental health, right, Naki Jared, and isolation. Mm -hmm. They were very isolated. They weren't really active. They weren't really active outside integrated of their the communities, integrated right. their families, integrated in their schools. But typically, they're very active in one community. That's why they remember in the '90s it was the gaming yeah. community. They were doomed. They were really active in these communities, and so they weren't. They weren't active in the community at large, right? Well, think what's worse than the Islamic community, where where, where all mosques act as Sharia courts, and women are treated like crap. They're not active in the the overall French community. They're entirely isolated. So we're going to talk about someone who's isolated because he didn't have a girlfriend and he played video games and wasn't a part of the Rotary Club. But we're not going to act like an entire family that doesn't speak any kind of a common language, that, that, that doesn't even respect the laws of the country to the place where they've immigrated, mind you. They bring the crap with them. They just make these countries crappier. They flee. It's like Californians going to Texas. They flee California because there's no economy there anymore the same way that it used to be. They go to places like Texas because they want no state income tax. They like the freedom. They like the cost of living. And then all of a sudden they want to turn Texas into California. That's what Muslims do only with rapes and beheadings. I'm not sure. Was it Sweden or no, no, is it Switzerland? The one they left, they're like, oh, this sucks. Finland. Finland. Yeah. Finland. It was yeah. Finland. They got it going on. They get, yeah, they walked into they Finland it right. and they packed up their stuff and left. But, but, but Norman, if you're being reason, if you're being reasonable, if you're being rational, of course these incidents are going to happen. France is a perfect example here. You've had three attacks, three ma major attacks in the last year. Uh, Charlie Hebdo, was that within the last calendar year at this point? I would think so. Uh, yeah. I think it was last A little over fall. a year ago, I think now. I think we, saw, I think we honored a year somewhat okay. recently. Okay. So that, I think. and then obviously we had the recent the, the massacre with the truck, and then Normandy. Um, it, we, all, we, we act as though we're shocked. We bring in people who've come from countries where this has always been their practice. They've never gotten it right. And we're surprised when they bring it to Western civilization. We, we go full with Black Lives Matter and we say that there are six murderers in the form of police officers who've been dealt no justice and they're on the loose. These people are murderers. They're murdering your black children just because. And then we're surprised that someone goes off and kills these murderers. I, I don't know what people expect when you talk this way and you set this narrative. How else do you... How else do you expect it to turn out with the way you're engineering people to the information you're giving them? And I don't know if it's knowingly false. I've got to imagine it's knowingly false. People can't all be that stupid. Someone who's smart coming up after the break. Dean Kane, scheduled this time. And now for actual conversations from firearm message boards. Dear Karen62, I already answered your question. You better get a 45 or bigger, otherwise you might as well just be overused a pointy stick. And personally, I would prefer a pointy stick. Listen, Karen may not be ready for the recoil and size of a 45 for carry yet. I'd much prefer her take a firearm that we know she'll carry with her and use with great comfort. It's all about size of caliber. Why don't you just recommend her to get a 22? I've seen people get shot with 55 22s and they didn't even get a scratch. They just kept tubing down the river. Listen, no one's recommending a 22. If she's going to use a revolver like a 44 Magnum, she'd be better served by a 357 or 38. 
I know someone who got raped just for carrying a 38. Nothing you say is true. If you really believe that, why don't you just carry a bazooka? Well, it just so happens I have a bazooka. Carl86 here, a little late to the party. And I sicken the idea of a larger caliber. That is why I do not carry anything less than a 50 cal machine gun mounted to the top of my Jeep Wrangler. Anything else is for queers. Yeah, well guess what? I've got two 50 cals mounted to two Jeeps. And I've got laser-guided missiles. Anything less is just for a uh, pansy ass. Exclamation point. Well, I'm out. Since you're in the business of calling people pansy ass, I also have a diesel-powered submarine with torpedoes. Well, that's just silly. How are you even going to use that on land? That's why I don't leave the house with anything less than my button for my biochemical weapon stored in my launch pad in my garage. Now you get into the debate of overpenetration. Ah, uh, overpenetration, nothing. If those people didn't want to be hurt, they shouldn't have been standing there in the middle of an altercation. I see your point, and that's why I don't leave the house with anything less than my electronic hacking device that allows me to access the nuclear codes to the United States nuclear arsenal. Hey guys, Karen62 checking in. It's been two months, and I still haven't purchased a firearm. In that span of time, living in Baltimore, I've been violently assaulted four more times. Any advice appreciated? Emoji smiley face slash frowny face. At least she wasn't carrying a 38. Glad to be back. Glad to have this next guest. He was on before anyone was really listening. He's been very good to the show. We ask far too much of him. You can follow him. You know him at Real Dean Kane because there are imposters. Mr. Dean Kane, thank you for being with us, sir. Thank you much. Happy to be here again. And congratulations, Stephen, for going daily now. Nope. Big... It's the opposite of that. We are never, ever, ever going daily. But uh, I appreciate the congratulations. But that's a oh. it's a nasty, nasty rumor. Uh, You've been doing really well. It's been going well. So I would not be surprised if you went daily. Well, it's saying. never happening. So drop it. Right. Uh, right. Thank you for being on the show. It's rude. Can I say one quick thing? What? You know, your opening dance moves. Stephen, you got some moves. I Jared. Know. I know. Dancing, bro. Did, did you it's dance? I'm I couldn't sorry. even watch you. I was so absorbed in the moment. Yeah, the head moved, little Bob going. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've noticed it for a number, a number of the episodes, and I was like, Jared, work it out. We'll, we'll go to a club. We'll help you out, man. Yeah, okay. we'll go. We'll help you out. Appreciate we'll go that. to a, I don't, I don't think Jared would do very well at a nightclub. <laughs> can I? Can you imagine not get Jared in a mosh pit? Oh Lord, oh, God. <laughs> There's always got to be somebody on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Take him to a Slayer concert. One of the funniest things I ever saw was, uh, I don't know if he, Josh Barnett is a UFC fighter. Of course. And he was in a mosh pit. Man. Yes, he was a heavyweight, and he was in a mosh pit, and the guy was like bumping. He was like, oh, let's do this. And so Josh Barnett literally picked him up above his head and just threw him. And a part of me was like, well, you are a professional fighter. You should know better. But another part of me thought... That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that always just the balance? That is the balance of life <laughs> and this show. Um, so you've been watching. I mean, you must have been watching the RNC, the DNC. Um, you're on Fox a lot. So you, you do a lot of sort of political commentary. But you don't, you're not in the business of endorsing people. And it seems like there's been a lot of that in both the, the right and the left. Has it been a conscious choice uh, on your behalf? Um, how do you how do you handle this right now in political season? Being someone who's open about their views, 
it's a hard thing, you know, as someone who is, you know, a celebrity type, so you're going to go do shows and things and you don't want people watching you and going, oh, I, I can't stand that guy because he's this, that, this political viewer to the right or to the left. So it's a, it's a, it's always a balance. At the same time, you're a citizen. And so you may want to have to say something if you feel strongly about this or that or the other thing. I've always been, I, I've been sort of pigeonholed as he's always a Republican, he's a Republican. And the truth is I'm not. I'm in, in California, I'm a declined state. Um, hmm. I'm an independent. I'm a true independent. But if you if you say you're independent in California, be careful because then you'll be registered in the American Independent Party like I was for one voting cycle and couldn't figure that out. Really? So, yeah. And I was like, I, why can only I vote for these guys? What is it? What's going on? Run for Jill Stein? <laughs> I don't even remember who it was, but I was I was infuriated and it messed up one voting cycle for me. Oh gosh. So, uh, I'm a declined state, and because I'm a small government guy. Um, and I, and I'm, uh, socially very, very liberal, but fiscally I'm very conservative and I'm very much on the side of law and order, very much on the side of our military and first responders and firefighters and those guys. And so, you know, I'm sort of, I think I'm about where 80% of the country really is. And I think there's 10% on this side, well, maybe 5% this way and 15% the other way or whatever. It's just that there are fringe sides. On, I mean, there's extremists sort of on both sides, left right. and right. And I'm somewhere sort of in, in between. I, yes, but I would say, I mean, clearly, obviously, if you're on Fox News and people know you and the people who support you are more right wing, the, the majority of the Democrat Party now is what I would consider much more fringe because there's no home for you there, even based on what you described. Only Republicans or conservatives will, will accept you as one of their own, even if you are socially liberal. Which is, inter which is pretty interesting. I, knew, I do get in a lot of sort of... Uh, makeup chair arguments in, in Hollywood where, where people will take a very extreme position and I'll just go, you know, I don't agree with that, um, whether it's Second Amendment or First Amendment for the love of God right. and, and say, or even saying for the love of God. Um, <laughs> any of that stuff can really escalate into some big conversation. And then my whole thing is like, look, respect other people's views. If you want to discuss it, I'm happy to discuss it, but let's, let's be honest and let's say sort of non-emotional. People get so emotional and I'll notice that people will attack me with such vitriol. It's amazing. I'm this uh, incredibly, you know, um, liberal and I and I'm so I love everybody and then you say something that, that they don't like and they turn on you you your you and your terrible movies and you suck and you're ugly and that and you're like whoa <laughs> by <laughs> the way we wanted to have Mrs. Crowder on with you. Thank you. For those who don't know, we talked about this. Mrs. Crowder wanted to see the is it Austin Peterson? The Austin? Uh, no. <laughs> Steve Peterson? Wait, sorry. Austin Peterson was a libertarian for candidate. Yeah. Something. Scott, 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 Scott Peterson. Peterson. Sorry. That's why. I understand. How okay. Okay. So it was a film Hillary wanted to see. My wife, good Hillary, as I call her, on. Uh, it was on Lifetime, and she couldn't find it to download anywhere. So we talked about it on air, and Dean sent her a DVD. It was there the next day. By the way, she loved it. And she's not oh, an yeah, easy the, critic. The, per the perfect husband. That was it. Yeah, yes. She loved it. So I wanted to have her on to talk with, but she, she's uh, on the road right now doing business. So thank you uh, for, for doing that because uh, uh, you just said crappy movies. That one was, was positively reviewed by the missus. <laughs> and got her like, like two days later. It was it was incredible. Yeah, I don't know many people. It was like Jimmy John's of movie delivery. Jimmy John's of movie delivery. <laughs> well, you know, one thing I found, tell me if you found this. I am surprised because I've had, it's funny you say that. I literally have had many makeup chair are in the makeup chair. Often, the gay makeup artist or wardrobe stylist is remarkably conservative in comparison to the actors. Have you ever encountered that? 
Uh, tons. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I could name names, but they still want to work out. Yes, here, so. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and even if, you know, the gay marriage, but you know, a lot of them are Second Amendment people. And I think a lot of it is maybe a lot of them have come to Hollywood from maybe places that weren't as tolerant or they were bullied and they don't want to be bullied anymore. And or so, other countries as well, which yes. I mean, a lot. I know an Israeli uh, gay wardrobe stylist that shall remain nameless, who I could absolutely pull a Roger Ailes and sue that guy for sexual harassment. But he's very <laughs> friendly. And he was always like, you know this, he was like, you know this thing, I, 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 I hate them. I, I effing hate these people. I have guns. I don't understand. What and he was like, sit there. But he was, and he was so gay. And I was like, oh my, he's like, but I can't say this. No, I can't say this because I am gay. I'm supposed to think this or that. And uh, it's, it's, it'll surprise you in the entertainment industry. And most of them are quiet. It's true. Well, even even the actors who are conservative uh, tend to be quiet, too. It's interesting, though, because anytime I get into a conversation and we start on opposite sides, when we really start talking about the issues, we end up about right here. Mm -hmm. Or maybe maybe we're in the same spot. It's just it's just people are afraid to have the conversations a lot because it gets so polarized from the from the outset and not not the actual conversation, but the opening, you know, from out of the starting gates. They're over here and you're over here. They don't want to discuss it. And they, yeah. they refuse to have the conversation. I think it's well, I think again, it's because of, of people on the left. I've had those conversations. The people who are on the left, even if they're uneducated, they just they're so used to performing, they just scream and they fail, Oh, how could you say that? And it just goes nowhere. And so even if there's a gay makeup artist who doesn't want to say anything who's more conservative, it takes one actor who's all in or director. Um, mm-hmm. on the production side, I feel like I've seen a lot of people who are more proactively oh, liberal. Oh, oh, oh. On the production side. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, liberal, like, I guess, especially like agents and managers more so maybe than okay. production. I thought you were talking about like crew members because no, 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 members no. tend to be the other side. Oh, yeah, not the grips. No, the grips and your lighting guys. You do, that's, those guys tend to be pretty far. Yeah. I'll push them further to the right. Yeah, yeah, they're chomping at the bit to test the actor who claims he has three black belts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they get sick of it. It's do you like, notice that every actor has multiple black belts? <laughs> and no fights. Do you notice that they're all like Steven Seagal, like I have all these, and you're like, well, what, where, what's your fight record? Oh, it's in the street, no cameras. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you noticed that? I have, I have noticed that. I'm zero and zero, by the way. Yes. And no black belts. Yes, as am I. We had to, we had Titus on, uh, Christopher Titus on, and I, I don't want to speak. Part of that. Well, yeah. He had, he almost had an aneurysm. I know, and I'm trying to have him back because it wasn't, it wasn't my proudest moment. Even though I wasn't yelling, I was interrupting because he, like, I can't let someone say you don't care about thirty-two thousand dead. But uh, I find it funny that right away he's like, oh, both martial arts, both black belts. I was like, I don't have a black belt. But, you know, it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's like, it's like 10, 12 years. And if my, ever- son, my son studies that. Yeah, yeah, you told me about that. He does, he does MMA and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Is he training with Rutan? At Boss Rutan. Yeah. At his gym. Yeah. yeah. Rutan's great. We need to have, I would love to have him on the show because he's, he's more conservative than people realize. Amazing. He's hysterical. Yes. And he's super smart and... And he actually has a fight record. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. And he has no tolerance for Steven Seagal or these people. Um, but I remember he, whenever you say, like, oh, yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, if someone else says they, have, they do a different martial art, they're like, oh, yeah, but I do Taekwondo or I do karate. But, like, but it's like real, it's like real, the real combat stuff. No one ever says that about Jiu-Jitsu, Judo, wrestling. They just say, oh, yeah, I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They're like, but it's not, but it's real Jiu-Jitsu. It's real Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Because there is no fake Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. You're a fighter or you're not. Um, and uh, it's so, I don't know what, what is it with actors, Dean. I and mean, maybe this just goes back to politics. They just they, there's so much BS all the time. I couldn't stand it. Anytime I'd be on set, I would just blow a gasket because it was just constant, just lies and BS. Well, what is our job as an actor? <laughs> I mean, it's just that's it. It's all baloney. It's all that. Sometimes gets frustrating for me. 
um, it is. I mean, look, you know, my dad sometimes looks at me. He's like, I sent you to Princeton so you can become an actor. You idiot. Well, you've done well Sorry. for yourself. <laughs> well, I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of other stuff outside of that. But yeah, it's it's done well. But it's not uh, it's not what you need a Princeton degree for. But that's for everything else outside of life, and that's been a wonderful thing. But uh, you know, actors are just full of baloney because that's our job. We we pretend. What do you um? What was your degree at Princeton? History. Oh, any any specific uh, type of history? American history. I was uh, a few courses short of being an American history major. I was a few courses short of being a Japanese history major because I'm a quarter Japanese. So I was short of both. So I took my comprehensive exams in war and diplomacy. Hmm. So it's that's an area that I always find uh, you know very fascinating. Whether it's uh, you know modern day you know stories of soldiers in combat, et cetera, et cetera, or like World War II. Like Normandy is a place people are talking about where they want to visit in France. I would just, uh, for me to go to Normandy and know what happened to those beaches of Omaha and Nebraska and stuff like that, just go, oh my gosh, that's just, it's incredible just to sort of, sort of be there right. and look at them and, and know the history that took place. That, that to me is amazing stuff. But you're half Japanese, so where do you line up when Quar you look at that history? Quarter, quarter Japanese. Which side are you rooting for the Pearl Harbor thing? The Japanese were there. The Pearl Harbor, <laughs> let's be honest. Pearl Harbor was 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 a tough. They took it. They took a good shot. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Too, too soon, uh, Dean. Dean uh, not too soon. Too soon. Too soon. My grandfather was in World War II. I didn't know. I listen. Um, uh, I line up very much on the American side. Yes. No. I I know. Um, well, Canadians. You know, a lot of it, we did Juno Beach is the beach we stormed. Juno was the beach we learned about. And I remember as a kid, this is going to sound terrible, and Canadians are going to get so mad, but it's 100% true. Because uh, what, what was the United States? Was the United States, was it Omaha and Gold? Which beaches? It was Omaha was the main one. I don't know. Omaha. Did I say, I said Nebraska, but I don't know if that was right. That's not right. I don't, I don't know. I know that. Why is that name in my head? There, I didn't study specifically World War II. Right. But. It's okay. But uh -huh. uh, Gold, uh, Juno Beach was a Canadian one. So I remember seeing Saving Private Ryan. And uh, and uh, you know how brutal it was. Like as soon as the the doors go down, and I remember there was some kind of footage or something from Juno Beach. Ah, they must have had cameras back then because I remember seeing the, the 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 gates go down and they like made it off the like cleared entirely and not a shot mm. was fired and they were far enough that you couldn't even see them on camera. And I was going, well, that's very different. Not that it. I don't mean to belittle it, but that's much milder. <laughs> I realized it was an entirely different beach where they sent the Canadians. Utah Beach, by the way. Utah. Utah. Utah Beach. Was. I said Nebraska. That's so much for my geography in the United States. <laughs> Close um, enough. I have friends who have been out there and visited, and they say, you know, if you get up on those cliffs and you look down, you just see how they were sitting ducks, and it's it's insane. And that's the kind of stuff that you just kind of go, wow. And that's recent history. That's amazing yeah. stuff. Well, it's also you see what a massacre that was, and we've talked about this where people say, you know, dropping the uh, dropping the a bomb was a war crime. I'm going well. You would have had a lot more uh, D-Days without that. A yeah. lot more lives lost on both sides. It was a lot bloodier. Uh, a lot bloodier. It was a. Had I been president of the United States, I would have made the same decision as Harry Truman. Good lord, quarter jab. He's self-loathing quarter jab. Ah, he just <laughs> can't. Can't. He's lost the ability to even look at he's, that. Look, he can't even. No, it's it is true. A lot of people don't realize they were dropping leaflets, letting their citizens know, hey, 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 this bomb is coming. Please get out. They had already dropped a warning bomb. I mean, there's only so much you can do at a certain point when you're the good guy and you're dealing with people who said we'll sacrifice ten thousand of our own lives in order to uh, to, to try and ward off the Americans or, or or use this propaganda. All right, we have to go to a break. We're going to come back. Newest gender pronouns with Dean Kane. If you leave, you suck.
the Nature Network, narrated by Jasper Prunk. Oh, the blue. Earth's largest mammal is one of its most revered as well as misunderstood. Of all the mysteries of the ocean, the blue whale is still one of its most wondrous creations. Majestic and intimidating upon first sight, the blue whale is one of Earth's most gentle giants, where instead of hunting other fish or mammals, they choose to consume their food through baleen plates, through the form of krill and small plankton, on occasion capable of eating upwards of 8,000 pounds of krill in one... Look at that. Do you see that blue whale just eating everything in its path, just going right down the gullet? I tell you, that could be wife number two's sister. Damn it, Jasper. No, you you met her that one time when we went out to the... to Bavette's Steakhouse. Remember that? I don't remember her sister. No, her sister wasn't there. I was using that as an analogy. She was ballooning up like a whale when you met her. Remember, when I first met her, she was quite the dish. Jasper, I want to get out of here on time. You know who always wanted to get out of work on time? Was my ex-wife, number two, because she wanted to make happy hour where it was two-for-one appetizers down there at Derby Station. You remember their happy hour, right? Of course, but just do the lines. I remember they used to have those buffalo-flavored egg rolls, and she would just consume those right like this whale right here. Just everything in her path, she'd rack up a bill and have a couple of martinis while she was at it, my God. Just say the lines... And you know what she'd do after that martini? She would hit on the bartender. I, I'm not even joking. Right in front of me. She'd hit on that bartender. I should have seen the warning signs coming. She's still with that man. Chubby Chaser, he is. My God, Jasper, just read the lines. I tell you what Sarah doesn't have in common with this whale. There's no mystery at all. Didn't take the Hardy Boys to find out that she was just some gold-digging whore. Stay tuned for more Wild at Large on the Nature Network. Narrated by Jasper Prunk. All right, glad to be back. We are back with at real Dean Kane. We are going to because he's the real one. He's the real one. No more imposters. <laughs> he's going. You've ne- well, you've never played uh, this game though before. Newest gender pronouns, right? I have not. I can only imagine. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, so people who are familiar with the show know the game. Uh, it is these are real gen. They're not pronouns. We needed an extra syllable for the song. They're real genders taken from the internet, uh, from Tumblr, from leftist websites, Salon.com. And uh, I don't know them. I assume you don't know them. Jared's going to hit us with them. And we have to guess the, the closest to the definition, the closest wins, as will be settled by an impartial uh, referee. So uh, are you clear on the rules? Yes. No. Go. Okay. All right. Not good, Jared. Are we, uh, are we about ready? You're about ready. What does that mean about, or we are ready? We are. About to play... High production values, Dean. 
That's Ooh. the only way we do it around here. Um, I thought you would have been a good Power Ranger. Uh, hey, hey, those guys are tough. I know some of those guys. Except for the one guy who was gay and got mad at Brian Cranston for saying he was gay. Yeah. Did you, did you read that story? No. The uh, guy's gay. Billy Yost. No, no, what's his the name? The character's Billy name. Cranston. Like, Billy Cranston. Billy Cranston. And yeah, so Brian's like, yeah, unfortunately, that was the kind of Faye one, right? So that's, uh, and the guy got all offended. Anyways, long story. We'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jared, hit us with the first gender. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. Blizz gender. Blizz gender. Do you not have the bit, 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 bit? Is that we're not, we don't have that? Uh, it should be in there. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, Blizz gender. Uh, Dean, guests go first. Um, okay, because I play video games like World of Warcraft and it's owned by Blizzard, I'm going to say it is a gnome warlock. Oh my god, <laughs> I have a right here. That is a good, that is a good stab. Uh, I am going to say it is a gender of somebody who identifies with the elements of the earth because Blizzard, snow, that's going to be mine. Not gay, Jared? Real answer is Blizzgender. A gender that feels cold, snowy, and harsh. Oh my God! Okay, well we have to. Who, that's, a, that's my ex-girlfriend. Oh God! Just kidding. That's a joke. Uh, no, it's not. It's one hundred percent fact. <laughs> All right, who who won that round? Not uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be fair about this one. And the winner is the the, the one who's prettier, the good-looking guy who played Superman. Oh, that's okay. me. That's that was right? him. That was yes! yeah, that was you. Z I would have given it to you. But H Hopper Zordon uh, picked you. Not particularly. I thought I was closer. Legitimately, I think. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's not, not necessarily impartial. All right, hit us with the next gender, not gay, Jared. Fawn gender. Okay, Dean, you can go first. Got it. Um, someone who identifies with um, um, <laughs> I know it can go a multitude of ways. Uh, yeah. The animals, um, the animals, so much that uh, yeah, they, someone who really identifies themselves as 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 a wild animal of the forest, like a fawn, like a deer. That's what I was going. Okay, because so I, I knew he knew what he was searching for. It. I'm like, am I allowed to say that? I yeah, no, you're allowed to say that. That's fine. You just can't say the word. You can talk about it as grotesquely as you want. Well, that was going to be mine, but I'm going to say perhaps someone who. Uh, is is overly affectionate uh, a gender of someone who fawns all over mm. somebody give us the answer not gay jared fawn gender a gender that is explored through timidity and caution but becomes something natural and cute huh okay <laughs> who, fawn come up and i guess let's see who who won that I round know who that is. the guy who got to kiss Tony hatcher on the screen uh i, I heard you like stop Wow, that's a very specific. Hopper answer. Zordon seems very self-serving. He's not the best. He is not the best. He doesn't. I think Hopper is the best. Well, uh, okay. Well, we know how this is going to go. So now it's two and zero. Oh. Yep. All right. Give us another gender right. here, not gay, Jared. We, I'm, I need to come back. Karma gender. Karma gender. Mm -hmm. All right. Karma, not karma. No. No. C a r m i. I am. I'll go first then, because I know. Okay. Karma gender. I am going to say that this has to do. With uh, the beloved children's show, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Someone who is a super fan of that oh. and gets busy with the VHS tape. Uh, that's digging back there, Dean. That's, that's gone through history, but boy, if you win that, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. This one's a tough one. Uh, people with people who who um, identify with people who are named Carmen. Mm. I'll go with that. 
right. Well, that's pretty well, close. Or Carmine. Carmine. Okay. Karma gender, a gender which is poetic and rhythmic in nature. That doesn't even make any sense. No. How does that? That's terrible. Karma. But, well, no one was even close. No. These are real. These are real. This is not a joke. No. These are 100% real and not get your As real as Tumblr is. And All right. we, have to, we have to go with the winner. Yeah. The one. winner is Superman. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not. Uh, I think I see where this is going. I don't. Offers the best. <laughs> he's. he's we need to get a new judge. This we do. is not a fair he's, game. It's not I been a good track record. I disagree with you guys. It's, I disagree. What happens is when the wife is gone. He gets because he usually gets two walks a day, and he gets one, and he blames me. So you're you're you're, you're starting off with a, with a plus two, plus two handicap. All right, one last one, then we have to go now. All right, and last one. Caveat gender. Okay, a gender who I'll go first. A gender who is open to everything, but with one caveat. Ah. Dean, we have to wrap this up. Give me your give me your guess. Uh, cava is a wonderful drink that they drink out in Spain. It's like a champagne. It's what they call it. Yes. So it's people who like to have uh, cava. I'm going to say that. All right. Uh, All right. Lovely times. Cava right. gender. Having a trapped or imprisoned gender. Doesn't even make okay. Oh, a gender. All right. Who's it? Give me the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker. Uh, tiebreaker. Okay. No, no. no I mean, no. give me, give me, give me Zordon. And the winner is. Wait, guys. Uh, Superman gives Jesus. Superman gives man. Jesus Hopper Zordon. That's he it. Does. He can be bought. All right. Yes, absolutely. At, at Real Dean Kane, he's the champion. He'll have to come back to defend his title. Um, thank you very much for coming on, sir. And um, uh, we apologize for, for putting you through this. Oh, my pleasure. Always. I love watching the show. Um, I heard you were going daily, but I guess you're... we got to hang up. Bye, Dean Kane. Ladder with Crowder. Everybody stay tuned. And now for Swiss Family Robinson, the second generation. It's very important to learn when you're hunting. You have to mask your scent and be as quiet as possible. Hunting is not as much about actually hunting, so much as waiting effectively. Oh, I got it. And after that, I'll teach you how to properly field dress the animal, remove the head, and ensure that the uh, the meat is preserved. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, shh, 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 shh. Okay, you see that? Do you see the wild hog there? Hi, Mr. Piggy! <laughs> Fritz, I just, what did I just tell you? I don't know, but he looked friendly. Ah. Oh. oh, that would have fed us for a month. Gosh. I'm really regretting those margaritas with your mom slash my mom right now. Stay tuned for more Swiss Family Robinson, the second generation. Okay, business time. Really simple. Some of you don't know where to find me. Louderwithcrowder.com. Half a dozen to ten articles every single day. Twitter. Follow me at S. Crowder. Louder with Crowder podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any other podcatching device, youtube.com slash Stephen Crowder, or you can type in Stephen Crowder on Facebook and be one of the million-plus fans or join the mailing list. There are so many ways for you to stay connected. You have no excuse. You have no excuse, just like you have no excuse for those roles that are just cascading over your belt buckle. You should be ashamed. Unless you're a lady, then you deserve a Get her a medal.
Glad to be back. Uh, third third hour. This is the third hour. You are correct. Josh, it, the, these shows go well. Third hour. People listen to terrestrial. We go on the terrestrial clock, which may or may not last for a long time. Eh, it's a pain in the butt. It's a pain in the butt. And if ever one were to go daily, it would be a problem. Well, Dean Cain we'll can't fit in the last word. I he mean, can't that's, fit in the that's last rude. word. That's rude. But you know. So we are in. We are in. Of course, the uh, the. Well, we're not really in. We're, we're thir- two thirds of the way through. And uh, this week, of course, the DNC has been going on. It's been a big deal. Uh, we, we we talked about this. We actually we had credentials. We didn't end up going because it was just it wasn't very safe. And uh, we did, however, send one of you know him, uh, you know and love him, one of our favorite uh, correspondents who is a known Bernie voter, mm-hmm. naturalized citizen, able to vote for the first time in the United States election. You followed his journey for Bernie, and uh, he 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 was kind enough to go down to the DNC to be our on the ground reporter, Jean Guy Tremblay. Do we do we have him live? I think he's yeah, we're connected. Oh, okay, there he is. All right, there's Jean-Guy. Thanks for being with us, That's sir. it! That's it! That's it. Hey! Hey, uh-huh. yeah, man, I'm glad uh, glad uh, to be, you know? Well, thanks for coming on. So you're there at the DNC. What's it like there on the ground, experiencing That's it? That's it! There's lots of people here excited to, you know, for the revolution, for the real peoples, and to, like that, Okay. For the real people, can we take that one no, more? No, it's live. It's live. Oh, it's live. You have to uh, tell me that, you know. Uh, they're excited to fill the barn, you know. There's lots of people who are going to feel about it. Woo! Uh-huh. Well, but Bernie Sanders is out now. He's not running anymore. Huh? So what you... No, San- that's it. Lots of people, they're, they're excited to see the revolution for first time. Socialism for president of the, the States United, you know. No, Bernie Sanders is out, though, now. He endorsed Hillary. Clinton, he endorsed Hillary. Uh, no, no, I think you're you're making the mistake. Uh, after the DNC leak, that's finished. Tabarnak, no, there's no way after that they're gonna endorse no. the the woman peoples like that. No, no. Even after the DNC leaks, he he still said you need to support Hillary Clinton. He endorsed her. He was Carlos. no man. I think I think you are make make the mistake. No, no. How, you're there. How did? You, how are you not there for this? He are you? A, you know, you, uh, you pulling off my leg? No, he gave a speech, adamantly endorsing Hillary Clinton. <laughs> She's the nominee. How can Bernie do that? I was there from the beginning. You know, the guy like that. He's take no money. He's there for the people. He's endorse the system corrupt like that for people like me. Hey. It's going to hear from Jean Guy and more people like that, okay? The, the uh. people who vote for no more money and the 1% is going to endorse the 1% and get our money from Goldman right. Sachs? You're going to tell me and Morgan Stanley all the Juif money? No, no. Suppose the book comes up, that's best not like that. It's what do you see? Mean, what, what do you mean Juif money? What's Juif? Juif money, Juif money, the bank, all the Juif, the, the Yamaka, oh. all that. They do the menorah at night. Oh, okay. so, Presents, but Jew. only get one is Okay, so you mean Jew, but Ber- Bernie Sanders is Jewish. Eh? Bernie Sanders is a Jew. Bernie Sanders? Jeff? Yes, Sanders. Oh man, I don't believe. I think you're telling me the lies like Fox News. That's what the Young Turk were talking about, no, eh? I bet you too, you're gonna talk about it, the Armenian genocide, like that's eh. that's for real thing. No, I'm not playing your bullshit. The real revolution for Bernie is going to continue here at the DNC, and you're going to see about it. We're going to make history with the war of the Big Bank. Okay, calm down. <laughs> and the Big Bank, the, the Jeff money. You don't need to get this worked up. 
What's, what's My dog is get mad. Uh, well, you need to calm down. <laughs> Even me, it's feel the bad. Okay. Um. I, <laughs> I feel it. Well, I, I know you're passionate. How I can... do I get out of this interview? All right, Nakajir, that's enough. That that's uh, we should probably probably cut it that there. We don't need to see that. Listen, there's he's, political he's opposition, gone. and you feel bad for the guy at a certain point. I think he hung up. I appreciate. is sincere. He's sincerely wrong. We know that. But, uh, which funny, I cut myself here a while back, shaving, and I'm looking on, and it's still there. My skin doesn't heal. I have the mm. scar tissue. I, was, I can just see myself. I'm like, well, what is that? Like Samuel Jackson, circa Unbreakable. Oh, that's right. I didn't like that movie. I know it was, it was kind of dark. Yeah. While we're talking about the DNC, uh, Bernie Sanders, of course, endorsed Hillary Clinton. So for people who don't know, and he uh, he was booed off the stage by his own supporters uh, out there at uh, uh, it wasn't at the official main DNC stage. I don't know, it was just hilarious, though. It was absolutely hysterical. It was now, sad. It was almost almost sad for like a like a little bit of my humanity. Cried for him because he's so. Yeah, I, so I understand. I mean, I played it poorly. I think the guy is sincere. I think he's he's very very wrong. Uh, but it, there's been you know there've been major clashes at the DNC for people who haven't been following. Major violent clashes at the DNC between Hillary and Bernie supporters. Have you been following this, not good, Jerry? I have. I think what's funny is everyone expected more of that at the RNC, and it's right. like the DNC turned out to be where all the uh, the, the plot twist really was. We, so. We've talked about this, right? Because people think that some so. Leftist protests are always more violent. Always, as a general rule, they tend to be far more violent. So the Tea Party, they were looking all over, whether you like it or not, for violence, for racism. And they left public parks, which for which they got the right permits, cleaner than when they found them. Mm-hmm. Police officers were speaking out saying, yeah, I mean, they're, they're cleaning up. We actually don't, we, we, the cleaning crews don't have anything to do. They're, they're going around with their own pokey sticks and they're yeah. picking up the trash and the media says, they're trying to kill black people with pokey sticks. And then let's contrast that with Occupy Wall Street. John Nolte, uh, back when Breitbart was, I don't know, it was big Hollywood, big journalism, he compiled a list that was, what you got there? Just, oh, okay, turn that around. Some tea. Yes, just drinking some tea. Uh, John Nolte compiled a list of over 400-something crimes at the Occupy protests. Yeah. And many, many felonies. And then you have, I mean, Woodstock is a great example. Uh, anywhere Black Lives Matter. I love how they talked about the Dallas PD shooting. And they said, after a peaceful Black Lives Matter protest, someone opened fire. Well, what does it take for the protest to not be considered peaceful? Well, he wasn't one of the demonstrators. What? It's it's unreal. Whereas a Tea Party, they would That's take- some impeccable timing for him to show up during- the rally, yes, and then open fire. Right that's, after I mean, the that's... rally, yeah, where he knew the officers would be there to protect people who were protesting the yeah. police, which we'll talk about actually after the break. Michael Jordan's been in some hot water for daring to simply say all cops aren't demonic. So we we actually did we talk about this yet today with any of the guests about us going to the DNC? No. no. It's always tough to know if we've talked about it you and I or if we've talked about it. Well, because we, we we recorded the Sargon earlier. So. Well, we had tickets booked. So for people who don't know, we had no. tickets booked to go to Philadelphia. We we had the credentials, and uh, and we were we were going to go down. And I I do I have this issue, and I've spoken with it. You know about this. I have a compulsion, and I think it was it comes from we've talked about this. When you're bullied as a kid, you can either choose to live in fear, or you can choose to let that define mm-hmm. you and try and get over it. So I was bullied a lot. I was a pretty nerdy kid, and um, if I'm afraid of something, I feel as though it's my obligation to do it, no matter what it is, and. 
I definitely was feeling you you know uneasy about going to the DNC protest because you've been with me. We've gotten in some hot water. We never want to we don't want to tip anybody off. So we don't like to, but there have been some situations, hairy situations, and obviously they're the ones that people have seen with me at protests. Mm-hmm. And uh, this show has grown, and we're very grateful. Of course, we're not going daily, so the the profile for for both of us is bigger. And um, we didn't have the right security that fell through, mm-hmm. and then the hotel wasn't the right hotel, and it was in a not so great area. And there were just a series of events where we said, you know what? I, I spoke with my my father about it. He said, listen, I get that you you feel now like you have to do it. Because you don't want to do it. He said, but locking your car does not mean that you're being defeated if you're yeah. locking your car in a bad area. And um, we, we, we didn't end up going, but we were talking about this. No one really has to think about that at the RNC. We're not talking about going down there and, instig- and saying, eh, rah, rah, punch me, punch me. Though you should be able to do that and not be worried about being hit. You should be able to say whatever you want. Uh, but people don't need to worry about showing up at the RNC and simply saying, hey, I support Bernie and getting their lights punched out. You know, Hillary supporters aren't mm-hmm. safe at the DNC. Well, right the people now. everyone was afraid of at the RNC were people who showed up. You know, right. the new the new Black Panthers showing up with their AR-15s. I mean, those are the reasons why people I know from, from Cleveland people avoided downtown because they they you know they, those are the the uh, the collisions they didn't want to you know participate yeah. in, but. Lots of open carrying at the RNC, much more peaceful. Yeah, yeah, go figure. Which, considering how polarizing a figure Donald Trump has been, you like you said, you would have expected it to be far more violent. So it, it is a cons- it is something that is a constant with leftist protests. Pick a leftist protest. Pick a, a, a major historical leftist protest. It invariably gets violent. Mm-hmm. Certainly in my lifetime. I'm trying to think. There was Occupy, obviously all the Black Lives Matter. Uh, do you remember? Well, it's not really a leftist protest, but obviously it was a, a, well, the original Woodstock. It's so funny. People look back then and say, well, we were really doing stuff back then. These no. kids, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. You're getting high on LSD and you were screwing in the mud. You weren't doing anything. You were always losers. Have you ever screwed in the mud, Stephen? I, that's, don't, don't, don't diss it. I, that's one of those things people they talk about it. a lot. And they, they talk about like, oh, you know, Mile High Club. I'm like, oh, gosh, it just sounds disgusting. I think yeah. a lot of those those ideas are, they're better as ideas. Well, it's just like the beach sex scenes. That doesn't go well, ever. I can't imagine it would. Movies, oh. Yeah. I, uh, I, it's one of those deals where you're like, no, no, that's just going to lead to discomfort and, and, uh, and s- some sort of ointment <laughs> is going to be necessary. Sand, it's rough. Gets stop everywhere. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. What Star- is with you that's tonight? Star Wars you just, you. You just, you're, you're just missing time codes? And you're, oh, wait. Yeah. Was that Star Wars? Yeah, Star Wars. Oh, 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 oh. What were we going to talk about? Oh, gosh. There was something. Uh, Stranger Things. I wanted to, That's a show everyone oh, should be yeah. going out to see. And I not haven't watched Jared it. has seen it. Has not seen it. He refuses to. That's People a lie. tweet me at Escrater. He just needs to start seeing what I tell him to see because I say, listen, we're going to be talking about this in the show. And then I come in and say, have you have I you read about this? Even no. Last night. I say, hey, we're going to watch this show because I, I want to talk. Have you? No, I'm not going to. What are you watching? I'm going to watch Star Wars for the umpteenth time. Oh, please. And LeBron. I'm going to watch Lies. all LeBron you, 30 for 30. You got 30 seconds. With LeBron. And I and then I and I give you some, some ground there it. with LeBron. I'm like, hey, you know what? He seems like a good guy. Hey, let me meet you there. And then when I say, hey, can you meet me? Can you watch this show on Netflix? I really want to talk about it. No. W- w- what are you watching? Uh, I'm watching Friends. And, and Friends is fantastic. F- f- you don't even get your plurals right. This is a nightmare. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Michael Jordan here after the break, and then Liberal Lunacy will be on, and we'll spank not gay Jared into shape. Ooh, wait, no. Oh, yes. Stay tuned. You're committed. Welcome to Wild at Large on the Nature Network, narrated by Jasper Prong. Oh, the Emperor Penguin. 
This most amicable creature in the animal kingdom presents a clown-like appearance, but a much more complex interior. The penguin is an animal loved by all, but understood by few. Known by many for its tuxedo-like appearance, few people understand that the penguin is capable of traversing great lengths of territory in the most unforgiving conditions in order to protect its offspring. A flightless bird that travels in groups, many people are unaware that the emperor penguin mates for life. Oh boy, someone tell them that one's a mistake. Damn it, Jasper. Well, you know it's true. Just through the lines. I'm just saying I wish I could scream through this monitor at that little penguin to tell him to run, to flap his little flightless wings for dear life. If he's mating for life, I tell you what, he's in for a rude awakening. Jasper, Jasper just, just please, please, read the lines. I tell you, that sounds good to him right now because he's got that cute little number there hanging out on his wing. But what happens when he finds himself on the wrong side of 40, whatever that is in penguin years, and she trades him in for some younger, brighter, more capable young pecker? Can't say that, Jasper. Oh, stop. You're so uptight. I'm talking about birds. That's what the term was invented for. Peckers for birds. Here's what I'm telling you. If that penguin knew what was good for him, he would run right now. He would run right now before that other little lady penguin starts hearing about alimony and child support when she goes to a bridge club with all the other little lady penguins. That's what it gets really ugly. Jasper, why are you making my life so hard? Y your life's hard? Do you know what I pay in alimony in a given month? No, no, Jasper. I mean, really? Do you, do you have any idea? Still no. Well, let's just say when those 20-year royalties kick in, I'll still be homeless, penniless, and toothless. Why would you be toothless? Because I'm even going to have to sell my fillings, damn it! Stay tuned for more Wild at Law on the Nature Network. Narrated by Jasper Prince. That was creepy. We were dancing before that. I don't know whether it took a weird that was a, turn. That was a terrible grateful. dance. We not, have uh, a question that, moment. that came to us from our partners over there at AR15.com on the message board. Yeah. Uh, someone, uh, Mr. Le Miss Leprechaun. Oh, lady listener. Hmm, you're still around. <laughs> Send the therapy bill to not gay Jared. I agree with your observation regarding leftist protests are more violent. Why do you think that is? Any studies, books, or personal theories? We've talked about this on the, the show. I think it was more so in a short video. Think about this. This is my personal theory. Leftism, socialism, big government is predicated on violence. Uh, that's the only way it can work. At the end of the day, how do you take people's stuff? At things, the end of a things have to get ugly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I, I listen. I, I think that I think that's improper taxation without representation. Well, at some point. When you walk on down the logic trail, it can only be implemented through violence. Not so for more freedom. Now, I'm not saying there's no legitimate role of government, but for more freedom, for more libertarian philosophy, it's based on personal responsibility. It requires less coercion. And so really, these people are protesting for bigger government. What are they protesting for? What are they demanding? If, they're, if you're a negotiator, this is a hostage situation, what are his demands, right? Someone who wants Bernie Sanders, socialism. They want more violence. They want more government coercion. So since they are protesting in order to incorporate more coercion into the government, it would stand to reason that they might be more violent at the protests themselves. Um, Surprise. Hopefully I've crystallized that for you. Hey, this story was, was pretty big this week. 
uh, up at ladderwithcredit.com. So Michael Jordan, not really big on sharing his political opinion, uh, he came out and he donated a million dollars to, let me, first off, everyone was outraged, of course, Black Lives Matter leftists, they were furious. So I'm sure you can guess what he gave a million dollars to. Let's see. Murderers, Uh, police. So here's the, the, the footnote. He said, uh, he taught, let me read you uh, some, some, let me read you some, 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 some excerpts, right? Of course. I have been deeply troubled by the cowardly and hateful targeting and killing of police officers. I am saddened and frustrated by the divisive rhetoric and racial tensions that seem to be getting worse as of late. We need to find solutions that ensure people of color receive fair and equal treatment and that police officers who put their lives on the line every day protect us. To protect us are respected and supported. Long story short, he donated $1 million. Uh, $1 million each to two organizations, the International Association of Chief of Police's newly established Institute for Community Police Relations and the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. So this isn't Neo-Nazis Cops Anonymous. It's the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. How dare Institute for Community Relations. Community Police Relations. So the tweets. Start a hashtag. From uh, angry Black Lives Matter supporters, no one was waiting for Michael Jordan to speak out for black people or Black Lives Matter issues. We, we know he only speaks when it affects his money. He gave money. Black Lives Matter. F Michael Jordan, Uncle Tom, ass, B. Instead of helping black communities in areas you invest money into prisons, that N-I-G-G-A ain't S-word. Um, very we've reached the point where this is this have. is more outrageous. We've talked about this. It's more outrageous from we've said it's more outrageous to say, hey, let's wait for the facts, right? Facts are racist. Now it's more outrageous for Michael Jordan to give a million dollars to an NAACP affiliated organization because it also doesn't assume cops are murderers. The NAACP is not a bastion of conservatism. Mm-mm. This is upsetting to Black Lives Matter. What does that tell you? Unless you are falling in line with the rhetoric that officers are killing black kids in record numbers, uh, they are never going to be happy. That's the issue at hand. Funny story. Casey, who writes for me at ladderwithcredit.com, not Gay Jerry, was with me. So she was, she was the one who wrote this article. Uh, well, she, she, she helped finish it. So we co-write a lot of these together mm-hmm. because I don't have time to produce everything. I, I go in, I write it, someone frames it, and we, 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 we co-write a lot of these. And she was putting together the thumbnail, so the images in Photoshop. And I get a text after I had helped write it, and I get a text saying, hey, can I tweet? And it says the N-word, but the A version. And I my heart sunk through my chest. And Jared was like, what? You, remember you were like, what? What's wrong? It looked like I saw a ghost. Uh, yeah, Lily just died. And I texted her back. I said, no, 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 no never. No. Stop the press. Stop. But it begs the question, in what context? And then she goes, well, I, it, I have the screenshot of the Black Lives Matter saying this N-word ain't nothing. Yeah. So I, I won't. I was like, oh, an image of a Black Lives Matter protester using the N-word. I said, well, okay, that's fine. I thought you were asking if you could use the word, and I thought I'm going to have to fire a racist for the first <laughs> time in my life. And she said, why do you think I'm racist? She said, "What's wrong with you?" You're just firing dumb people. (laughs) So I was just—it was just—it was a really busy day. Uh, This is the day we're taping the Young Turks video. Yep. So it was incredibly busy. I'm going, no, 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 no. You can never use the N word because she's really smart. And I thought, wait, what? Why is she? Is she? What kind of joke is this? She was like, no, it was a screen capture of a black person who is, of course, a racist. Black girls matter is is the the one that she uh, in a thumbnail. 
it's a true story. Not gay here. I was going, what? What's wrong? I'm going, I think, I don't, I mean, I never saw this before, but like, she's a ginger. She's very pale. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. You know, they got a thing about that. She's probably been bullied. Maybe she's going too far the other way. No, turns out Casey's entirely reasonable and I'm a horrible boss. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Casey. Something else. We were t so uh, Stranger Things. I really do think Not Gay Jared should watch. It's a great show. It's on Netflix. There is a strong feminist bent that I think a lot of people have missed. Uh, the dads are either non-existent or they are really dumb. You know, sort of sitcom dads. Uh, the girl's the only one who can shoot. That's a real original idea. Yeah. It's, it's, so there's dads. that, but it is a great show. It is a fantastic show on Netflix. And it's pretty family friendly, mostly family friendly. You can so uh, a lot of people ask. It says kind of like Super Eight or ET. It's very Super Eight ET. -ish. Right? They get the era early '80s perfectly. Yeah. Here's something though. They're kids, a group of kids. One of them is a black kid, and it's not even really addressed. It's just they're sitting there, they're all talking, and they're friends. And I remember when I grew up in grade school, we didn't really have any black kids in my high school. In grade school, we were just friends. It was a non-issue. Mm -hmm. And we all hung around. We liked the same things. We spoke, spoke about the same things. Uh, the vernacular was relatively similar. That's not the case today. Think about it. When you look back at a lot of these 80s shows, of course it was still just as diverse. You had black people. You had white people together. But it wasn't an entirely divided culture where mm -hmm. – have you seen – like if you watch – if you turn into BET today or you tune into black – you see what black kids are watching on Vine? I've heard of white people being out of touch with black American culture. But it is absurd. It's it's it gets to the point where you're going. I I don't know the kind of world these people live in. Whereas you go back to eighty to the nineties, yep. and we were really in a post racial America in the sense that it didn't really occur to us as kids. We all mm -mm. played with Super Soakers and watched the Ninja Turtles, and it definitely seems like it's gotten worse. Tweet made us crowd if you think there's some sense in there. Liberal lunacy after the lunacy. break. Resident Shanna Gibbs coming up. Lyle, didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 Bordeaux, a fine beverage, after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to SimplifiedWine.com, or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE. Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get the call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door, or gift wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. Hey, if you're listening to or watching this podcast, there's a strong chance that you are not yet following me on Twitter, at S. Crowder. Where I'm tweeting all day long, I'm ticking off the social justice warriors, you should see the amount of hate I get on there. Far, far, far worse than any fat sports illustrated model or Black Lives Matter charlatan. So listen, it's free, you get to be entertained, and you can chime in. Also, if you're following me on Twitter, you can send me your tweets and maybe you'll be lucky enough, and I mean lucky enough because I have a lot of followers, okay, that they call me the follower machine to have your tweet to me, or not gay, Jared, included in our rockinest tweet of the week. So follow me on Twitter, at S. Crowder. If not, I, I don't want to say I have sights on your mother, but... Oh, she's dead? You're just saying that because I made a mom joke. No, she's really dead? Well, you kind of walked into it. 
Glad to be back. Uh, we have our final guest of the program. Uh, she's been on the show before, and now she's back. And of course, it's always best with the second interview because they know what to expect. It's it's less it's less uh, it's less yeah, uncomfortable. How do, you, how do you give someone a description of this kind of thing? YouTube, you can't describe it. Let me give her a plug. YouTube.com/slash/liberal-lunacy. Uh, thank you for being with us. No problem. So I'm glad to have you. I wanted to bring you on because you've talked about this a lot. You've talked about on the show the ableism and and uh, for people who don't know, you are I I don't know the correct wheel, wheelchair wheelchair bound. What's the term? Uh, uh, I go with um, I am cripplekin. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. No, uh, I I'm disabled. I call myself a cripple just to get a rise out of people. What is mostly. the real term though? Uh, I disabled. Uh, okay. wheelchair bound. Because you always get corrected. I said disabled one time, and someone said that that's also incorrect. So you you never know. Um, you you can you know what it may offend other people, but you can call me a cripple. I give you permission. Yes, Seriously. she gave us a she gave us a cripple <laughs> pass, pass or gimp pass last time. That's handy. I did. That's handy. It worked. Came in very. <laughs> it's handy. handy capable. Oh geez. Oh, she's gonna guess all the puns. <laughs> we're gonna get letters. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we were, I was watching the DNC, and last, uh, one of these nights, I can't even keep track of them, was the, they, they trotted out the, the girl in the wheelchair, there she is, and then right after her, there was a dwarf, and it was just, that's the term, I know it sounds awful, it sounds like a mythical creature, but that's the real term, so there was a, it was like a competition to see, okay, who has the worst... It, it's the Impression <laughs> Olympics. Yes, that's exactly what it is. As yep. someone who's been watching this, who is a, a self-defined cripple, what do you think when you watch them trot them out in a clear attempt to pander? Well, uh, I, I feel like at least when they did it this time, um, first off, I feel like they played Roll Out the Cripple just uh, so they could stop the booing. <laughs> yeah. Because that was going on. Boo! Boo! Wait, hold on! You're not gonna boo this person, are you? You're not gonna boo! Look at that! You're the handicap! Oh no! No! Shut up! I'm be so heartless. Exactly. Don't be heartless. Don't boo the handicap. Purr. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um. That's a good point. No, they 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 uh they brought her out as you know the token cripple to make people feel bad and all of that and you know I I decided to look this woman up and try to figure out. Uh, whether she was developmentally disabled or not, because I wanted to know whether to be mad at her or her handlers or whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> it's true, because, you know, when they're <laughs> developmentally disabled, they they have caregivers, that, okay. you know, their aides. And, you know, so I didn't know who to be mad at. This is really... this is, so you're saying, she's, <laughs> you're saying she has AIDS and she may wow. have just dove into a shallow pool. It's all her fault. Of course. Of course. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so, so what, what did I, you find? Uh, I found out she has cerebral palsy and a spastic... Um, crap. Spastic... Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're a resident cripple! You're supposed I to know, know this I thing. Know. Uh, She has uh, a spastic paraplegia. Well, that's not fun. That's not a term I've used before, so... Okay, so... Okay, so uh, does that mean she needs helpers and handlers? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, physically, she would need help, but mentally, she's fine. Yeah. So, uh, she's like just like me. It's just a body issue, and uh, it, so her mental capability is completely fine. And I wanted well, to know she's at the DNC. Whether, well, true, <laughs> but I wanted to know if her, um, if it, it was you know her being used as a puppet or her allowing herself right to be used as a puppet. 
And uh, yeah, no, I because I wanted to know who I'm mad at. Right. And it's definitely her. She has allowed <laughs> herself to be used in this way. And when I heard her saying, you know, uh, he doesn't speak for me. I'm like, well, you don't speak for me. You're right. not Queen Ripple. I am. <laughs> well, she, she was saying that about Trump, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, saying Trump doesn't hear me. Trump doesn't speak for me. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, who, who cares? You know, I don't care. That's a good point because bring it up just not the not the audio but they speaking like the per, one person who kind of spoke for your community was always Christopher Reeve. He was the self-appointed spokesperson. Oh god, I hated him. Well, and they had him out in, in 96, right? Here he 1996, is. Yeah. In 1996 making jokes and stuff. Little known fact about Christopher Reeve. I know you're not supposed to be Ill, he actually was like incredibly uncharitable until he had his disorder and then oh, would, he was a complete d-bag yeah every and everyone talks about it like no one has a good word to say about him before the mm -hmm. accident and then he would berate people who were doing what he did before it happened to him oh um, yeah so it, i mean it's funny you said because they, it's almost always like oh well christopher reeve is our resident he speaks for the handicapped community um and right, people which just is, assume it it's bull because you know he uh i don't want to go south park on this but you know he he fell into it literally. Uh, I was born this way, so true. you know. Yeah, it's privilege. it's 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 true. And uh, I stop it, not Gage. You're not allowed. She's allowed to make the jokes. You're not allowed to laugh. Oh yes, you are. I'll make a cripple of you, by God. <laughs> oh, I know you will. I'll help. I have an extra chair. <laughs> well, it does come in handy. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. You do have a skewed view. Obviously, you know, they're not walking and stuff. That's tough. Don't get me wrong. But you have a skewed view in how nice people are to you. When I was in a wheelchair oh, no. after surgery, oh, no. every Pe Oh, sorry. Uh, people are jerks to me. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it has nothing to do with my disability. It has to do with the fact that I am not left-leaning. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yes, but that's in those groups. But, I mean, in day-to-day -day life, like, you go to right. the grocery strangers. stores. Right. Strangers. They're probably a Actually, lot nicer to you than they are to someone like me. Well, I, d I did get into it with a store manager once because I wasn't wearing shoes. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> it's like Cripple Larry David. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> okay, I need to hear this. Go. <laughs> okay, so I went... Uh, a friend of mine decided, uh, you know, they wanted to go up to the grocery store with me and we lived very close, so... They just decided to wheel me up there instead of taking a car, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, screw it. I'm not going to put on my shoes, you know, because yeah. I'm not walking anywhere. Right. You know, like if I'm getting in a car, I will put on my shoes because my feet can get it torn up from the concrete. Okay. But um, so, you know, I didn't have my shoes on and it's like late at night, like 11, 12 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And we're just going around looking for frozen pizza or whatever. And this store manager comes up to me and he's like, ma'am, you're not wearing shoes. I'm like, it's not like I'm walking on the floor. <laughs> they, what happened? Did they double down or, or did they just say, okay? Uh, the, the dude doubled down. He's like, well, it's store policy. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to like, I, I I was literally being a shopping cart at this point. Holding <laughs> people are people just tossing stuff. egos in your lap? <laughs> Pretty much. I Because... I am the shopping cart when I go Naturally. shopping, you know, I hold everything. Yeah. So I told him, I'm like, dude, I'm being a shopping cart right now. I'm going, do you want me to go put all of this back or just give it to you to put back so I can leave, go get shoes and come back? Or are you going to let me buy my stuff and leave? And what did he say? He's like, well, as long as you don't put your feet on the ground. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's him 
I'm trying to save face. <laughs> All right, I did my part. Just in case you're faking and you're gonna get up and walk and dance around, just 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 probably best not to. No one's gonna be right. the best of me at this Kroger. No. Gosh. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. People were very nice <laughs> to me in a wheelchair. I so I was like I was amazed and I, until I would register. Oh, I'm in a wheelchair after the the, the, the knee surgery. I mean, they may be nicer to me, um, but I I'm just a very abrasive person. <laughs> So, and I'm very confrontational. So, well, that's good. That's not, that's 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 bold. Now, let me. So, let me ask you this: with the feet, I have a good friend who has cerebral palsy. Um, do you do you have feeling in your feet if you put on shoes or no? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I can feel some things. Um, I can feel hot, cold, and pain. Okay. Uh, and uh, but it's always delayed. Like my husband will step on my foot and be like, "Oh, sorry," and I'm like, "What?" Ow! <laughs> it comes a few seconds later. It's like me with yeah. the jokes. Any jokes? It takes it takes a little while for Nakia Jerry to register the jokes. Okay, well, I was asking that because I was wondering if it was you know you said my feet get chewed up by the concrete, so it depends on the condition. Sometimes people you know they can just yeah. they can stick a hot poker through their foot. Well, and, and you, know. you know there there is a danger even if I couldn't feel my feet uh, completely. If my feet get torn up, you know they could get infected. Especially if I couldn't feel them, I wouldn't notice. Right. So. So okay, so you see this. Do, is there is it like sort of like you know black americans they vote 80 something 90 something percent democrat in the disabled community is there a a, a trend i don't really know speak um, for them speak for all of them <laughs> i i am the queen of the cripples so uh they they must all vote the way i do no um i think a lot of them do vote uh democrat i think there's a skew though of people who were Born disabled and people who were injured, um, especially veterans. Okay. You know, veterans tend to be more right-leaning, right. you know, even if they are in the wheelchair. But a lot of people who were born, you know, with a disability or grew up with it, their parents basically taught them a victim complex. And so they expect everything to be handed to them. Well, what did your parents do for you to turn out this way? They just toss you in the pool and see what happened? Uh, not literally, but yeah, pretty much. It was, it was very much, you know, no one else is gonna, the world is not going to be kind to you just because of what you have. So you have to figure out a way to live in it. Wow. Well, it seems like, you know, to obviously take it a few steps back, every, a lot of people that's have, a, that's ableist, right? Yes. Damn it. I can't, I can't keep track of them. We should probably censor these things. So we should probably bleep them. Yes, take a few, take a few wheelies back. Um, right. It's not that people don't have legitimate claims to some sort of, you know, victimization, whether they're black, whether they, they have a disability. It's that you can choose to allow it to define you. And I think that Democrats right now with the DNC, you see, they are absolutely hell-bent on defining people by their um, by their grievances, by their race, by their gender. That is that is the message and removing the Second Amendment from the platform this this time. Well, and all, all they seem to be focused on is what people are, not who they are. Right. They don't give a crap what you've done or how hard you've worked, anything. As long as you have the skin of what they want to show, mm -hmm. you can be a prop. Do you... Because you, because you said you get into fights with a lot of leftists over this. Um, do you find that they're very surface, that they almost always just focus on the disability and not really your worldviews or, or your contributions? Uh, 
I find a lot of them, um, they, they will go for the cripple angle, which, you know, I have the perfect meme for it to throw at them of me on the ground with the wheelchair topped and it tipped and just says fail, you know? <laughs> yes, I've um, seen that. I can't retweet I, it because my, you know, people will attack me, but, uh, you should just to tick them off and be like, Shannon said I could, that's, I will, but, I will I'll do that. But, um, no, so I, I use that, but, uh, a lot of what they actually go for, and this is the, the irony, you know, they claim they're all for women's rights and, you know, all of that. I, I get mostly, uh, or, and body, body positivity. I get mostly, oh, look at this fat Jew. And, uh, you know, talking about me being a woman. So, and I don't get that from the right. That's what they, I don't, that's, that's horrible. I'm not even Jewish. I was going to ask, are you Jewish? Uh, I'm part Hebrew. It's all right here. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) There. Uh, Apparently I look Jewish. I'm one sixteenth Hebrew, apparently. All right. So that's enough for the, 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 uh, the anti-Semites out there. Uh, yeah, it's enough. I mean, gosh, it's just if they, 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 they're like, well, you know, we can't attack her on the wheelchair thing. We can attack her on the Jew thing, right? We hate Oh, no, Jew. they attack on the wheelchair thing, too. They do. Yeah, well, I was, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't, I, but I find it funny that they always attack surface things and never what I'm saying. It's a good point. And uh, we, have to, we have to let you go. We'll have you back soon. But what she says can be found at youtube.com slash liberal lunacy. Really, I highly recommend checking her out. Uh, listening to what she has to say. She goes against the grain, and that takes a brass pair. We'll be back, Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned, or don't. And now for Swiss Family Robinson, the second generation. You know, I just... Sometimes I just really wish there was just one other family on this island. I know, it sure would solve a lot of problems. Yeah, I know, but you gotta do what you gotta do to keep the Robinson name up. Is, is that Fritz Jr.? Wait, what's he dragging? Hey, Dad, Mom, I, I hunted I hunted one and I brought it back. He hunted one? Yeah, look, and I took the head off properly. Uh, an ostrich. You took the head off our ostrich? Yeah, not need to preserve the meat, though. You don't hunt ostrich. That was our only mode of transportation. That's how we get around. Well, then he should have been a lot faster. What? When I snuck up on him, he didn't run at anything. That's because he's tied to a post. You've seen him every day of your life. Oh, for crying out loud, Fritz Jr. Well, he takes after his father slash brother. Stay tuned for more Swiss Family Robinson, the second generation. Glad to be back. That was, as you heard, was 
Hopper, who always produces in studio. They couldn't hear him, actually. Not They couldn't hear him? No. Oh, they couldn't hear him. He always produces in studio, which when we may or may not move to a new studio because we're never going daily, I wonder how he's going. He, he'll probably be in there Rude. with us. I don't think we could rob him of that. You hear that? No, he's not. Uh, he won't anymore. do it for the camera. No, he, he won't, won't squeak it. it. That's the thing. People don't realize. Like, it's cute. He's killing it's like that you try toy. To pee and someone's watching you. It just doesn't happen. Well, but it, it, audience well, ruins everything. Your record says it does. So, a uh, couple of things. Thank you to Liberal Lunacy. You can follow her at Liberal underscore Lunacy. Uh, John Kerry this week. You can hear it now. It's here he's killing something. He's killing. He's just. He's just going sound? after that. He is victorious. That's the sound of murder. That is. And people have no idea. You wonder why little dogs are chop. so poorly behaved because it's still there in their, their their little dog brain. John Kerry claimed this uh, this week that air conditioners and refrigerators pose as big a threat to life on the planet as the threat of terrorism. So let's 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 regroup here. ISIS, not really that big of a threat. Hashtag not all Muslims, not Islam. They're, it's fine. It's compatible with Western civilization. At some point, though, it's never happened. American police officers are the real problem. Mm. That's what we need to get to the bottom of real quick. Something else to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, while we're talking about this, apparently he went up at the DNC, introduced himself as Michael Jordan, and said that Donald Trump would never know the difference. Listen, I've never been the biggest Trump fan. Kind of funny, but... Kind of funny, but Arsenio Hall won the Celebrity Apprentice. I'm not saying who's a black friend, but Donald Trump is a lot of things. I do not believe at all that he has had no interaction with black people or he hates black people. It's just not an accurate criticism. Sometimes it's hard to enjoy the comedy of something when you don't buy the narrative. Exactly. It kind of ruins it when you're like, ah. And I understand that's a a bias, but. Exactly. I can laugh at jokes that I find are funny. I mean, I laugh all the time at at, at jokes uh, at conservative's expense. So. What, what's the through line here? What, what really matters? I wanted to actually bring up a story. I, I'm amazed I haven't told this story. Um, pastor uh, of the church where my wife and I got married told this story. So right now, you believe that, I, you know, not all Muslims. But Islam is fine. It's a peaceful religion. Cops are a real problem right now. Republicans are racist. Democrats are the party of science. Th- this is what's being said out there. And a lot of people believe it if you look at the, the, the tweets. A lot of people are waking up. Same thing with the Young Turks. Well, I, I think I, I think they just changed. No, I, th- I think you woke up. And you've been hearing these things. They've been drilled into you time and time and time again. And if you look at the DNC, they understand pageantry better than Republicans. And they understand repetition. If it sounds repetitive, that's by design. My pastor talked about this story. I, I don't have it up, but it was a study. And I've heard about this before. I read about it in a book a while back, but it, it refreshed my memory. They did a study with a child in a classroom and a teacher. And they asked him a question. Uh, Now, everyone was in on it except for one child. So the study was not for the classroom. It was that one child. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, what is, I don't remember the exact number, but it might have been, what is eight plus eight? And the kids thinking 16. They had every single kid say, it's 18. And the teacher said, yes, it's 18. And they ran this study on a few different children. And Almost invariably, the child knew it was 16, but didn't say anything because he thought, oh, everyone around me is saying 18 and the teacher's saying 18, so she must know she must be right. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. I thought, man, if I were a kid, what, what would I have done? I, I probably would have the first time, I probably would have the first time been quiet because I would have thought the teacher must know better. I, I, I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not that smart. The teacher's smarter than me. And that once I found out that it was a study, I would have never made that mistake again. Mm. I would have learned that lesson. 
uh, just because I, I, I that effectively not a study that happened with me once or twice where I realized be, I didn't I didn't speak out because I thought everyone else was right. When everyone else says there was no justice for these police officers, well, y- you hear it and it's drilled into you. So you think, well, there must have been no justice. When everyone else says Islam, it's it's this tiny, tiny minority. Don't let these extremists tell you the name. Well, that's, you don't realize. Well, isn't it really hundreds of millions of Muslims who support death for apostasy in Sharia law? No, everyone goes along because they know eight plus eight is sixteen, but everyone else is saying it's eighteen. And I brought this up actually with uh, an in-law. I remember I brought it up. And we were talking about it, and she said, well, that's a horrible example because uh, j- just because pop culture, the message, just because pop culture, the media is telling you that something is a certain way doesn't mean that that's the case. It can be wrong. Everyone else can be wrong sometimes. Not all the time, but they can be. When I brought it up with an in-law, she said, well, I think that's a horrible example because math is, is concrete, and uh, that's just a horrible example. It's not the same thing as like peer pressure or society. I said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, every, it's, it's, you can measure it. It's 8 plus 8 is 16. So it's, it's not the same as something like with society that people believe that's intangible. I said, well, no, that's not true. And she's a liberal. I said, that's not true. She said, well, y- yes, it is. I said, okay, gender, sex. No male has ever successfully transitioned to a biologically functioning female. It can't be done. It's never been done. But you just talked about it as though it could be done earlier, right? You believed it. Mm-hmm. It's never happened. Do you, didn't you just said you believed that someone could change their, their biological sex? She got really quiet. It's a perfect example. It couldn't be more clear. The science, not only of chromosomes, you don't want to simplify it to that, but the science of biology, of functioning sex organs, of how your hormones, how your, how your DNA, where it wants to function, how it will try and rebalance it. It's never happened. No man has ever turned into a woman. We also talk about people who buy into the idea that there is no absolute truth. Everything is relativism. Right. Everything is personal, you know, personal... Uh whatever the word is I'm looking for there. But, you know, there is, truth doesn't exist. It's all situational ethics. Mm-hmm. And think about it, it makes it a lot easier where it just becomes about pageantry and empathy. Listen, no one's, everyone out there has some sympathy for this girl who's saying, I hope that my parents are not deported by force. Hold on a second. Your parents committed a crime. Now, when we've brought this, all, when we've boiled it all down to nothing more than situational ethics, and it's all about how do we feel, everyone says, well, it would be immoral to say, Sorry, little girl, your parents broke the law. Everyone is saying that right now, so that's why people are afraid to say, your parents broke the law. Because then you're not sympathetic, then you're not empathetic to a little girl. Just because everyone says that something is true, it doesn't mean that it's true. It doesn't mean that it's right. If you're a liberal, just use a different example, the war in Iraq. Everyone agreed on it. 80-something percent at one point. If you don't agree with me on certain issues, just take that as an example. And you probably still believe it's wrong and feel vindicated. You don't have to accept it because everyone else is saying it. And that's been a really valuable lesson for me. Hopefully it is for you. Maybe I'm an idiot. See you next week.